What's happening, Mike Schmidt, 40-year-old boy podcast? Is that loud? I don't know if that was loud. Again, as you know, I don't know how to use microphones any longer. I'm, I'm unclear on the process. Also, I'll tell you what, the air conditioning is humming along here in my apartment, and I don't know if that's uh, a good thing for you, the listener. It's good for me because it keeps me cool and uh, dry and not as damp. I get quite damp <laughs> these days. I'm a damp fella. Don't kid yourselves. Uh, how are you? I hope you're good. Oh, my goodness. You know, it's funny. Uh, y- you talk about things and, and you have uh, there's all sorts of schedules. And our good friend John Lennon, you know what he said? He said, uh, life is what happens when you're busy making plans. And uh, and, you know, he's the walrus and I could be the walrus. I'd still have to bum rides off of people. You know that. <laughs> so uh, I'm glad that you're if anybody well, look, let's put it this way. I don't even know if you're fucking listening to this. You might not be. Uh, but if you are great, I'm glad you're here. Uh, and and. I you know I'm not I'm going to refrain from saying anything uh, about the future. There are other than other than to say there will be shows, uh, there will be blood. Certainly there will be blood. Don't tell me how to raise my son. Are you telling me how to raise my son? I don't think you should do that because I will embarrass you right here at lunch as my son eats a steak and drinks some goat milk, and then a little bit later on Paul Dano is going to show up and I'm going to drink the fuck out of his goddamn milkshake. You want a piece? Who wants a Who wants to step up to me right now? Bring your goddamn frosty beverage now. My straw, five a straw, and uh, it goes all the way across the room. I drink your milkshake. I drink it up. I watched that the other day because it is a genius movie. Uh, I watched it the same day I watched another movie. You know, look, I uh, here's another thing. I thought I would come to you guys. And I would talk about movies or films, or I would talk because uh, I, I don't, you know, what the fuck? I'm grinding my gears here. And, uh, you know, on the last show, I told you I had plans. I got I had a list of stuff. And here we are. How many weeks later? Good. Good Lord. Who knows? Now, I think you're thinking to yourselves, well, have those plans been enacted? Well, sort of. Uh, I got back into the gym this week uh, after scheduling things and uh, and and being terrified of germs. Uh, more more so the scheduling thing. I'm not scared. I get look. All right. Let's talk about this for just a second. And, and I I can't I can't be here too long. What do I got? What do I got a thing to do? I got an appointment somewhere, guys. Listen to me. Uh, I'm going to say this. I've been a good soldier for a very long time, for three, three years now, two years. I don't know. Regarding the COVID-19 crisis that we're all experiencing in our hearts, in our minds, in our lives, in our homes, with our families. And uh, I've done everything I possibly can. I've worn the masks when I'm supposed to wear masks. Uh, and then when they, you know, when they said they didn't have to anymore, woohoo! I threw it in the air like fucking Mary Tyler Moore's beret, and I sprinted out and breathed in everybody's goddamn germs. And I was like, "Let's see what happens. Let's bring it on, man!" Uh, and then I wound up getting I, only once that I get sick, but I didn't get COVID. I had a, f- a fever of like 101. Uh, actually, I got to be honest with you, I had a fever of 103 because uh, I'm quite hot blooded. You know me. Uh, and check it and see. You don't believe me? Check it and see. Goddamn it! So, uh, so I, I. Uh, I COVID's been around now for three years and uh, going back to the gym crapshoot, you know, because uh, those people don't wear their fucking masks. And that's one of the reasons why I didn't go to the gym during the pandemic was it was open. My gym was fucking open, uh, but people were like, I went there once and it just, it was a Petri dish. I mean, it was just literally, they took the lid off and said, hi, Mike, it's us. We're trapped here in the agar. And I said, I'm going to take off before I wind up fucking dead in five minutes. 
Because, uh, you know, again, I've tried to follow everything that the C, the D, and the C has told me. They're going to have, you know, masks and take care of yourself and fat and old is not a good combination. And I'll tell you this, fat, old with no insurance, a terrible combination. And uh, hold on. Yawning, a terrible thing to do on a podcast. But uh, fat and old uh, and no insurance. Uh, I'm going to feel the wrath of that eventually. I'm pretty sure at some point that's going to become a sticking <laughs> sticking point, uh, uh, something I have to contend with going forward. Uh, and I know you're thinking to yourself, you're like, hey, man, you should uh, get some insurance. Well, wouldn't that be grand? Wouldn't it be nice for me to be covered so that I could see a doctor and he'd fix me all day? I'm uh, adding lyrics and syllables. That wasn't clean. I got to be honest. I must apologize right now to Brian Wilson. <laughs> see you listening? You might be. Uh, I also throw out an apology. You know what? I'll apologize to Dennis Wilson, who, uh, quite frankly, he, I voted an apology for a long time because that's one of the first times uh, that was well, actually the the first time I made my mom laugh by trying to make my mom laugh. I think I've told you guys this before. Uh, my mom, uh, the first time I ever made her laugh was when uh, she and my dad, uh, he was not drunk and she was not cowering in terror. Uh, she didn't really do that. She kind of got in his jaw. I mean, well, you don't want to hear about that. You, you want to hear that? You want to hear the blow by blow? You want to hear all the scrapping that went on? Uh, whatever. My mom, when I was a kid, I was little and they had a checkbook out. And there's your typical like uh, sitcom nonsense. Sleeves rolled up, uh, holding your head in your hands and squeezing your temples like, oh, my goodness, where are we going to find money for a, a, a salad bowl? Whatever the fuck families do. And uh, I walked in being a very precocious gentleman, and I had my little sailor suit on probably, and I wasn't on a leash for once as a child because my mom didn't have to keep track of me in the house. And I walked in, although this did happen. Oh, you know what? My mom actually did have to keep track of me in the house. Let's deviate and tell you this story real quick. I probably told you this story. Look at me. You know why? Because all I got now is old stories that I rehash for you fucking guys. And I'm like, these people, sorry, yawning. They don't want to hear this shit. They don't want to hear it again. Uh, but maybe you do. Who knows? Maybe you're thinking to yourself, ah, oh, I, I forgot that story. Maybe this might be some anecdote. This might be a small thing you forgot. When I was a child, uh, I caught a fleeting glimpse out of the corner of my eye. Uh, I turned to look and it was gone. I cannot put my finger on it now. The child has grown and the dream is gone. Anyway, uh, I was in my house once and uh, my mom tells me this story. I have no recollection of it. I was, I'm a child who doesn't remember a whole lot of, you know, I remember uh, throwing the butcher baker candlestick maker through windows, getting grounded in the bed. Uh, I remember some terrible things that happened, you know, whatever. I, I, a lot of my childhood in Chicago, I remember uh, to a certain extent, but some of it, this, this particular anecdote, I don't remember. And yet my mom told me about it. And it was one of my mom's go-to stories uh, around the table when she wanted to uh, you know, tell a story or a, and, and embarrass a, uh, one of her sons. Uh, she would tell this story, but it wasn't really an embarrassing story. It was more of a cute story, I think. Uh, but my mom said that uh, she was home and I was home and I was this is when I was totally small, probably two. Uh, maybe I was one. I think I was one. <laughs> you know what? I think it was I think I was 11 months. I could. I wasn't even one. I wasn't even a number yet. I felt like a number. I certainly feel like a number. I'm not a stranger, uh, a stranger in this land. I feel like a number. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> damn it. I'm a man. So I am going through. Uh, I'm at the house. I'm one. You know, and my mom's off doing things and I'm just being one in another room, which means you don't do anything. You're in a playpen, whatever the fuck. I'm sure I had a duck or something that I would squeeze. Uh, but then I got I was let out of my baby jail. She tipped me over onto the old floor. Right. And then she went ahead and she was in the kitchen doing uh, errands and uh, cleanings. I imagine probably more checkbook brow furrowing. <laughs> she probably did that. Staring at numbers that didn't add up. Uh, probably calling bars, trying to find my dad. Anyway. One, I'm one, 
And I kept, I, so I wander into the kitchen. My mom's there, right? And she's uh, doing whatever mom's doing in the kitchen. And I wandered in and I'm, like, and I'm like, I think probably, what do you, what do you think I said? Goo goo gaga? Is that what I say? That's what kids say, right? Nah, not at one. I mean, I was reading when I was two. So I mean, I was smart. Well, I probably didn't know words when I was one, though. I knew mom probably. Uh, what could I have possibly said when I walked in? Now, you know, I'm going to go better. I go chaplain. I go fucking Buster Keaton with this. I said nothing. I was a, I was a star of silent films in this goddamn anecdote. Brace yourselves. So I, uh, I walked in to the kitchen. My mom's there doing kitchen stuff. And I, and I'm like, I walk up and I give her the, I pantomime, I look at her and she's like, what? And I put my hand out and she puts her hand out. Uh, and, uh, now these days she would think I was fist bumping her and she would give me a little fist bump. But instead now we're talking back in 1968, 69, something like that. And, uh, and so, uh, she puts her hand out and I, I open my hand up and I handed her a, uh, a screw, a metal screw. And she was thrilled that I brought it to her instead of swallowing it. Because, again, I'm one. And who the fuck knows what damage that could do to my tiny little body? Uh, certainly good. going down the old gullet, it rips the throat. What if it, you know what? Let me tell you this. How about disaster was averted? It could have torn my vocal cords and I wouldn't even be doing this show right now. I'm going to be honest with you. Six weeks ago, I swallowed a screw. <laughs> there you go. I got to tell you, I swallowed a screw. Uh, because I thought it would be fine and then it turned out it wasn't, but now we finally recovered and now I hear him telling you this story and I'm tying it all in with my, uh, screw, my screw depositing days when I was a child. So I go into the kitchen and uh, I give my mom a screw and she's like, whew, I should probably keep an eye on this one year old dummy who could swallow a screw at any time. But then she's like, ah, well that's fine. He didn't do it. So we're good. She takes the screw and I, I disappear and then she does more mom stuff in the kitchen. And I don't know, minutes later, hours, I, I don't know. My mom was, my mom didn't have the timeline down, uh, but I show up and I go, Hey, I, I, whatever a child says, I'm like, mm, I stare at her mm, eyebrows and I put my hand out and I give her, uh, uh, another screw. And she's just like, I don't, all right, what is happening here? Is he at a toolbox of some sort? And, uh, and so I disappear off into the, in the living room. So then, uh, hours later again, I come back into the kitchen and I hand my mom, uh, washers, you know what washers are? Those they're like uh, like nuts or wing nuts or bolts, whatever the fuck. I handed her washers and screws and uh, and bolts, whatever the fuck. I kept bringing her little metal things, and uh, I keep fighting off yawns. I apologize, killing my momentum. Uh, I keep bringing her little metal things that I keep handing them to her, and she's like, "Thank you, aw." And then, you know what you do with the child? You're like, "Oh, good boy." <laughs> Maybe hold on a second. Maybe you do that with a dog. I don't know. I haven't had a dog in a while. You do that with a dog. Well, look, I can confirm, even though I haven't had a dog in a while, that is something you do to a dog. Hey, good boy. So I recognize that implicitly. So maybe she did that to me. And maybe I felt, uh, you know, not unlike a dog. I scratched my ears and thumped my foot on the ground. That's actually a skunk in a movie with a deer in it who gets shot. Uh, But still, I was encouraged. And I kept bringing my mom screws and nuts and washers. And my mom's like, this makes no sense. All right, fine. Uh, so then, uh, the day continues, children arrive back home, dinner is procured. I don't know if my dad was there. He was probably floating around in a, in a little speed boat inside the, in a, a tank of early times. Um, <laughs> like the tiny bull man, <laughs> my dad, you know, he was the whiskey guy. He was, he was the whiskey, whiskey captain and he would ride around a little captain's hat in a, in a boat that was sailing on a sea of early times whiskey. And so that's where he was off. He was he was boating and starting fights. So my mom fed, fed his dinner, whatever the fuck. And then she went into the living room. Now, so finally, she's done with her kitchen stuff for the day. So she goes in the living room and she sits on the couch where she always sat. And there's an end table there. And so she has her bottle of Pepsi because my mom drank eight pack of sub Pepsi 
all the time. That was her deal. That was her drink. That was her call. That if you went somewhere and you're like, hey, uh, Pat, what are you having? Uh, otherwise, if she was not having a VO Manhattan, which she had much later in life, uh, she'd be having a, a, a Pepsi. She drank it all the time. And so she sat down and she took her Pepsi and she put it down on the coaster that she kept on her uh, table. And uh, the entire table collapsed like the World Trade Center. Now, I will tell you this. At the time, that was not the metaphor my mom used in her brain. She would, My mom did not go, holy shit, this table just collapsed like the World Trade Center. Because honestly, I'm not even sure if the World Trade Center had been built at that time. Uh, but if it had, I know it certainly had not collapsed. Mohammed Atta was just a twinkle in his father's eye at that point, so he was not planning anything. Uh, so certainly my mom didn't say, oh my goodness, this table collapsed just like the, 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 the 9-11 Towers. Uh, I don't think they were called that. Although, you know what? If they were called that, that would have been a big red flag, don't you think? Well, shouldn't we have seen that coming? If we named them the 9-11 Towers, don't you think that would have tipped somebody off? Uh, probably would have been frostier on 9-11 to make sure nothing happened to those motherfuckers. Uh, so my, no, my, so my mom did not think that they collapsed like the twin towers. She's like, this, she didn't say, Oh my God, this table collapsed like the world trade center. Uh, although if my, if she had, how prescient would she have been that I, you know, my mom would have been a suspect. I'm not going to lie to you. I think I gotta be honest. My mom would have absolutely been a suspect if back in 1970, she was like, Holy shit, this table collapsed like the world trade center. And she would have got away with it, too, if it wasn't for those meddling kids who overheard as they were listening outside the window. And then, goddamn, 31 years later, they were like, ah, we know who did it. <laughs> it was it was this woman uh, who beat up five children to try to keep them in line as a youngster. Um, so the table collapses. It hits the ground. It, it, it's a leaning tower of table. It falls down. And uh, and my mom kind of, you know, starts to sort through the rubble. And my mom realizes uh that I'd been bringing her screws and washers and bolts and whatever the fuck all day. And those were what were holding the table together. So I, I don't, she's like, I don't even know how you did it, but you somehow you took all of these, uh, these, these screws out of this table, but you left it standing. Like I was, I was, I was magic as a child. Let's be honest with ourselves. I, I clearly, uh, it, it was the, it was the, Hey, I'm going to pull the tablecloth out and leave all of the dishes standing dismantling version of a table. You know what I'm saying? It was it was just fucking clean. I got away with it somehow. My mom was shocked. And here's what I think. I think my mom, I think my mom was so uh, taken with my precociousness. She didn't beat me that night. That was probably why I did it. I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make sure I don't get beaten this evening. This is a lie. I did not go to a workhouse. My mom did not beat me unless I deserved it. She really hit me until I got older. When I was bigger, then I had to rope it up against the wall. She just fucking rained right hands on me. That was fun. Uh, but she was fully out of her weight class. There was no doubt. My, you know, my mom beat my ass. She was like, she had me. I remember clearly I'm against the wall once and I got my hands up, like hands them around my ears and my, I'm just taking fucking body shots and she's hammering me. And, uh, and my mom, she was, she made sure I took the beating too. my mom before this happened. She hid every towel in the house. So there was no way I could grab one and throw it in. I had to take that beating. That was I had to stand there and take a trimming and do nothing about it. So I disassembled a table as a child, and uh, and that's an anecdote worth telling you. Certainly, I would think. Uh, wait, but uh, but also oh, so the times I made my mom and, uh, laugh. I don't know if I made her laugh the day I dismantled a table. Uh, the way I, <laughs> so I guess you could say technically I'm the Mohammed Ada of end tables. Clearly, uh, I devised a plan. 
that brought down one of our uh, healthiest infrastructures, if you would, if you will, if you will, as our friend Dusty Rhodes would say. Oh, yeah. My brother Scott sent me a, a clip. He sent me a clip of Randy Savage this week. Uh, or no, I sent him something. I, I don't know what the fuck happened, but I sent him something and he's just like, dude, I love Randy Savage. So then I just I called him up and I did it on WhatsApp and I left him a message because I did the remember I talked about the cream of the crop promo, which is my one of my favorite promos. Cream of the crop. Yeah. Hulk Hogan. Fucking Savage is awesome. Uh, all right. So the first time I ever made my mom laugh unintentionally, mind you. Uh, you know, there's my dad. Uh, lush. There's my mom, worried. They're, they're staring at the checkbook and trying to figure out how they're going to afford short pants for their lads. And uh, they're going back and forth. They're, they're uh, arguing, certainly playing some sort of verbal tennis, trying to carry the two in a way in which it makes it worthwhile for everyone who gets pants. And then out of fucking nowhere, uh, I come into the room and I'm like, duh, because I'm a child. And, uh, and I'm like, what's going on here? And they're just like, well, we're doing the bills. And I'm like, what are the bills? What does that mean? And they're like, well, we're trying to figure out uh, all the money because we're trying to, we're running out of money. What does that mean? You're running out of money. Well, we, we have to pay bills and, you know, we have to buy clothes and food for everybody. And you have to have money to do that. And here's what I said. Here's what I lined up. Here's, the, here's what came flying out of my fucking four-year-old pie hole. Well, well, well then, well then why, why don't you just go to the bank and buy more money? And oh my God, did my mom laugh. My dad, however, just, uh, you know, probably chugged two beers and then hated me. Uh, but my mom, oh, uproariously laughed. And as a child, even as a youngster running around in the shortest of pants and the, and the footiest of socks and the sailorest of shirts, uh, even then I knew, you know what, that's a, that's a cool thing. To make somebody laugh is a neat deal. That's fun. That's something that's nice. And I felt great about it. And I was like, ha look at me. I made my mom laugh. Now, look, if I'm, if I'm going to if I lie and say, hey, that was the moment I decided I wanted to be a comedian because fuck that. That is absolutely not true at all. I think that's the moment I decided I wanted cookies or whatever the fuck because I'm two or whatever. But I do remember the feeling I had when I made my mom laugh and my mom laughed. And I remember her touching my face, uh, which I always liked. And uh, it was a, it was a sweet deal. I was like, oh, that was pretty cool. I made mom laugh. Now, I didn't even know what that meant. I just know that she was happy and I had I had done it. So that was pretty sweet. Uh, and that was the first time I ever made her laugh. And that was unintentionally. But the first time I intentionally that I can remember, I intentionally made my mom laugh. I believe I was a freshman in high school. I, I've probably told this story before. And yes, I know. Here we go. Let's all take a ride down. But you know what, guys? I, this is all baby steps bullshit because I'm trying to get back and I'm doing this, opening a mic and talking to you fucking guys and making sure that I that it's worthwhile. And I know don't grade me. Don't be like that. You know what, Mike? You told this story in year three, episode 11. And I'm like, fuck, what's the point then? What's the goddamn point? See, that's the thing is I can't think that I don't think there's anything I can gin up and tell you guys, even though that's a fucking lie. I, I have so much shit to tell you guys. Oh, I hate it. I hate that I haven't talked to you guys. It drives me out of my fucking mind. Whatever. Anyway, you don't want to hear all that bullshit. Nobody wants to hear this ping pong. It was funny because I was telling uh, a friend this week of my feelings and where my brain's at and all these different things. And they're like, uh, well, why don't you just talk about that on your show? And I'm like, I have been for a fucking year, man. Nobody wants to hear that shit. Uh, people want to hear me be delightful. And I'm look, I'm more than capable of being delightful. I'm also capable of being harrowing. I've made quite a few mistakes. Uh, but right now, you know, we are, we're delightful right now. This is, this is, this podcast right now is the, is the 
audio equivalent of a, of a Ginger and Fred soft shoe. Look at the two of them just gallivanting around. And wasn't uh, Ginger Rogers, again, what's, uh, a woman can do anything a man can do backwards and in heels, right? That's Ginger Rogers. And, uh, and Fred, you know, which was a cop out for Fred Astaire because all of a sudden he's just like, he's like a bystander. In that. And also he was a fucking classic dancer. He's no Gene Kelly. Uh, actually, he is. Fred Astaire is a Gene Kelly. Uh, actually, Gene Kelly's a Fred Astaire. Wasn't Fred Astaire first? Which came first, the Astaire or the Kelly? Uh, that was a song when I was a kid. I forget what it's from. Which came first, the chicken or the egg? It was like a country song. And I think it was on like a children's show like Zoom or something. I have that in my brain. Uh, all right. So then when I, when I made my ma laugh intentionally, uh, <laughs> the uh, our, our good friend, Dennis Wilson, whom I have mentioned earlier in the show here. Dennis Wilson, uh, if you don't know who that is, he was one of the Beach Boys. And... Uh, I think this is a good place to use the word. Ironically, uh, Dennis Wilson drowned. One of the Beach Boys drowned. Oh, my goodness. Twitter would have had a field day back then. But back then we had, a, you know, it was, it was four networks and whatever the fuck. And by four networks, I mean three networks and then whatever the local bullshit was. There was no it was Fox didn't even come along. Until I was like fucking 24 or whatever. But uh, I think I might have nailed that. I'm not joking. Did Fox come out in 91? 90 or 91? It might have. Uh, I might have, I, dude, off the top of my head, I might have fucking nailed that. 24 when Fox came out? I'm feeling good about it. My air conditioning just stopped and then started again within like a second and a half. Uh, did, it, did, did the heat outside get that more intense? Are there waves? Is the heat just coming in waves? Uh, the heat is, you know what? The heat is coming through in waves. Uh, its lips move, but I can't hear what it's saying. <laughs> um... So our friend Dennis Wilson, who ironically, a beach boy, winds up drowning. Now, oh, I, all right, let's say this. I, if he had somehow died in a sand sinkhole, is that more ironic? That's probably more ironic. Uh, dying, well, no, dying in the, as, as a beach boy who sang surf songs, then you die in the surf. Yeah, fuck that. That's ironic. Why am I even doubting myself? Look at me trying to talk myself out of something that worked. Wow. You'd never think I would do that, would you? So Dennis Wilson dies, and uh, it's a tragedy. All the flags are at half staff for like two weeks. The Beach Boys were very popular. <laughs> oh my god, the country was in mourning. They had presidential speeches. This is a, this is a, what is this fucking eighty? It's Reagan. Reagan's out there, and he's just like, uh, wouldn't it be nice if Dennis was still with us? So anyway, so that's uh, that's getting to the kind of the crux of what I did. Dennis Wilson dies, right? Okay, and I don't think my mom even... As a kid, you don't think you're... Like, I knew my mom loved Elvis. And she loved Motown stuff. She had albums. But she didn't have any, like, Beach Boys albums. You know, I, so I don't know if that was anything that meant anything to her or if she cared about them or whatever. Uh, but that wasn't going to stop me anyway because what happened was Dennis Wilson died and then we were watching TV one day and they came on with one of those... Uh, K-Tel Records presents the best of the Beach Boys. And they started running down the songs. And it's, if you've seen one of these commercials from the 70s or the 80s, they would run a Chiron of the songs and play snippets of each song. All right. So they would uh, they would be it'd be rolling and it'd be like, you know, surfer girl would you know, the word surfer girl would go up. And then you hear little surfer girl. Sir, wouldn't it be nice if we were older? You know, you would, it would literally play all these snippets of these songs. So so this commercial comes on. And Dennis Wilson is dead and has died recently around the, the time of this commercial. And uh, I, because I am a dick, 
I saw the commercial and I started every song that came up. I've told you this story. I know I have. But every song that came up, I did. Uh, I sang a song and I at the snippet, I turned it into Dennis Wilson dying inevitably in every single. So like I just did with Reagan. Where I was like, wouldn't it be nice if Dennis could swim and he hadn't drowned right now? We'd all be happy. You know, it was like I something like that. Right? I was just making every single song and my mom's just sitting there stone-faced like she's not she's not giving it up for any of it and i wasn't even trying it wasn't a thing where i was trying really to make her laugh but i was intentionally trying to be funny for the room and she happened to be in the room and uh and then they were you know all the little songs came on you know surfer girl whatever the fuck and and then finally help me Rhonda came up and and it was it was so perfect because i had done like four in a row like bang 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 and got nothing and then fucking Surfer Girl comes up and I go, or no, help me, Rhonda comes up and I go, help me, Rhonda, yeah, pull me out of the surf. And my mom fucking cracked up. My mom, like, just fucking, like, if she'd have had soda in her mouth, it would have flown across the fucking room, man. And she just blurt laughed. My mom fucking, because that was the one. Like, she was probably sitting there just going, all right, how long is this fucking asshole going to do this? I mean, I can't even understand why he's doing it, but let's see. Let's just see what happens here. And then I bust out, help me, Rhonda. Yeah, pull me out of the surf. And, dude, my mom cracked up. And she's fucking laughing and she started, and I think she was high probably. So she starts kind of like tearing up laughing. She's laughing hard and she just goes, you're terrible. <laughs> I'm like, what? Come on, Ma, what? It's just a joke. Uh, you know, cause then, cause now, you know, I don't know how to graciously accept a compliment or anything like that. So now I'm like, I gotta watch this. I can put this ashtray on my head. You know what I mean? And now I'm trying to be a fucking clown because I'm not cool at all. I'm fucking 12 or however the fuck old I am. Um, but yeah, so so that time when I made my mom laugh, she she fucking I didn't have her. It was like I kept I kept working, I kept I kept singing them, baby, all all the songs that were coming, and then finally helped me run to burst through with "Pull Me Out of the Surf." And and uh, and like I said, I don't even know if she was a Beach Boys fan. I don't know if she knew anything about him other than the fact that Dennis Wilson had just died, and they sang about fucking sand. I don't fucking know. All I know is that moment was glorious, and it never left me. It has stayed within me, and it's a measure, uh, a memory I treasure. I was gonna say a measury I tremor. It could be a measury I tremor, but it might be a memory I treasure instead. Uh, all right, so I'm glad you're here. If you are here, you might not be. Uh, people have def- have left in droves. I totally get it. I understand. I am not to be. Uh, I'm look. As always, talk is cheap. There's no point in doing it. And and uh, I, I, you know, because I mean, I could just sit here and give you a whole fucking rundown and be like, ha ha, yeah, and then this happened, and then, oh my God, don't worry, and then tomorrow and next week, <laughs> and then I'll just stab myself in the fucking jugular vein with a fruit fork and just send blood spurting across the room like a fucking peck and paw podcast. It'll be fucking awful. You don't want that, and I don't want that. So I, I won't say it. All I'll tell you is you're kind and you're nice if you're here, if you're still listening, if you've given me this chance. And, uh, it's so again, as I, I probably said this the last time I did a show, uh, I, I, I just, I wandered through a fog of doubt and wonder why anyone would even care until I start doing it. And now we're 20 minutes in or whatever the fuck. And I'm like, God damn it. This is what I do. I can do this. Why are you, why do you question it? Uh, and, and then this will be over with, and I will climb under four mattresses with a P and try not to get squashed by a fucking princess. Uh, because I hide my love away. I think I just I just changed the uh, structure of that song. I didn't mean to. It's 
Because that's the here I stand, head in hand, right? Uh, feeling two foot small. Hey, you've got to hide yourself away. I know it's love. But as itself, uh, because that's what I'm talking about for me, I hide in my apartment. I keep myself out of the view of everybody. All right, here's the deal. Uh, I'm glad we talked. <laughs> but I'm glad we talked. Uh, <laughs> that's from uh, that's from Pearl Jam. That's alive. Um, you're you're was your daddy. But I'm not gonna do a better. Uh, all right, so. I, I was lucky this week because I was able to speak to a friend at length. And uh, it was a friend I had reached out to because I had not seen this person in a while. And, and they were like, yeah, man, let's get together. And then as I was talking to this person, this person revealed what they'd been up to and what they had going on. And I was like, well, I'll bet that's something you could talk about on my podcast if you ever wanted to do it. And they said, well, I would love to do it. And I know you guys are like, what the fuck? You don't have guests. You're right. I don't. Uh, but this is no ordinary guest. This isn't even a guest. This is somebody who's been grandfathered in. This is somebody who, uh, is a beloved part of the show. This just show used to be a three headed monster. Now it's just, uh, now it's just a monster with one fucking head and that head is fucking haunted. It used to be a three headed monster. Now it's a one headed, uh, monster and a head filled with monsters. So it was a three headed monster and now it's one head filled with monsters. Regardless, uh, our great friend, Lily Von Stubb. And I spent some time together this week and we went out to, uh, we went to Costco. I had, I had a hot dog. I had a slice of cheese pizza. And now you're like, well, you're back in the gym, right? Yes, I am. Stop. Uh, we got plans. We got all this stuff working. I worked out with John on Monday. Uh, This is completely true. I worked out Monday with John and, uh, I gave him, you know, I run down, I'm like on my goals and I go, I haven't done this. And we did, uh, we did arms and back. On, uh, on Monday, Wednesday, I did chest and shoulders. Uh, but the point is on Monday, uh, I did, I busted out a bunch of curls, you know, like five sets of curls, whatever the fuck. Uh, and then lat raises and fucking all sorts of shit. Anyway, who cares? Uh, and then I couldn't lift my arms, which I enjoy. I mean, I like coming home and getting in the shower and kind of having to lean on the wall to scrub my chest. I know that sounds ridiculous, uh, but I, this is all right. This will tell you how serious this is. I'm going to share this with you. And I know you're going to be like, oh, please, you didn't have to share that. But yes, I, I do. I absolutely do. Uh, I couldn't even jerk off. And, and I mean, I couldn't jerk off because uh, normally I go from the gym and we'll take care of that. Let me get in the shower. I couldn't lift my arms to jerk off on Monday. And then Tuesday, they were worse. I couldn't jerk off on Tuesday. Wednesday, I went back in to work out again. And then I got home and same deal. But I, you know what? I, I won't lie to you. Uh, Thursday, I toughed it out. <laughs> Yesterday, I was like, you know what? This is happening. Whether, whether or not I have to uh, uh, stick a condom in a paper towel roll and make it happen that way. And I know you're like, that sounds awful. And I'm like, you're absolutely right. It does. But it stayed with me forever because I read it once on the Internet when some guy was like it was on one of those old AOL forums. And they were like, uh, this guy was like different ways to masturbate. And one of them was uh, you take a condom and you put it on a paper towel roll or you put it on a toilet paper roll and you fill it with uh, whatever lube. And it's like you're making yourself your own little uh, fleshlight. This guy invented the fleshlight before the fleshlights were cool because this is like 20 years ago. 
and uh, and and actually that that uh, made its way into the jerk off journals. If you rec- if you remember those when Max and I were doing things in the past, uh, and the jerk off journals, I I, t- I think I've said you take a banana peel and you put it under a couch cushion and you fuck it after you heat it up in the microwave. That's a true thing. Like I heard, I saw this on the internet. People were like explaining different ways to jerk off, and I'm like, I goddamn, I just I just fucking get the situation at hand and go to work. And 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 again, the last few years it's been all left-handed. I just take care of it left-handed. Because it's you know whatever I I got I got someone's got to work the mouse with their right hand, uh, but but anyway I to to read this guy he was the I, I don't know what who's an inventor like the fuck because Picasso's a painter so I guess it was kind of like art uh, he was the Thomas Edison of jerking off this guy fucking heat up a banana in the microwave and then and put it like between a couch cushion and fuck it what are you doing man. That's just, you know, that's a lot of fucking work as a guy who stuck his cock into a fucking bowl of jello. I, I got to tell you, I, that is a lot of work to do. I made the je- I made the jello, right? Uh, <laughs> sort of. It's a long story by year, whatever the fuck. Um, but yeah, man, that's a lot of work to fucking peel a banana and then you eat the banana and you fucking heat up the skin and then you put it under. Oh, Jesus. I don't know. How do you sit on that couch? That's my question. How do you sit on that fucking couch? I think that's actually made it into the jerk off journals too. But how do you sit on that fucking couch after you know you fucked a banana in it? Good lord! All right, enough. I talked about a horse fucking the last time I was here. Let's put the bananas on the shelf. Um. Oh boy. Oh, oh, oh hold on. My phone just went off and it gave me a, a blurb that was not. That's not cool. All right. Anyway, I was. I talked to Lily, and our great friend Lily has a project that I would love for any and all of you to get behind. And I know you're like, hey, Mike, you've been gone for another month or so or whatever the fuck, or, you know, maybe six weeks, a month and a half, and you're here again with your hat in hand. Well, it's not really for me. It's for our friend Lily. If you want to take care of her, you want to help her out, it would be great. She has a a project that she needs funded on Kickstarter. I'm going to give you some information now, but I will tell you that all the information is contained in the clip that I have with our great friend Lily. But I'm going to tell you right now, it's a uh, it's called the Neo Burlesque deck. It is a deck of cards with hot, hot ladies on them. And there's several different options. You can get like an unbroken sheet of the cards. You can actually get the decks themselves. There's a pack where you get everything together. And uh, and what I will tell you now is if you listen to this clip, which you should, because, again, Lily's on it and she's terrific. Um there are offers made that you might be interested in if you support this uh, thing. Like perhaps, oh, I don't know, uh, uh, there's certain levels, there's certain tiers. If you, if you do one of them, uh, maybe, maybe you get a Zoom call from Lily. Maybe, maybe you get a Zoom call from both of us. Oh, and there's, are there other offers? Perhaps. I think there's only one other one, but I don't want to tell you about it because I'm going to, because now if I tell you, you'd be like, well, I can't listen. You must listen to what is about to come up. Hold on, I'm going to sip some water. All right, so uh, I'll 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 be back at the end of it, but listen to this chunk because I'll tell you what we were actually <laughs> initially it was gonna be like a five minute segment with Lily, and uh, you'll see I, we did it we did a, we did a bit of talking, and uh, and we were all over the place because look you know I'm not I just can't do a bare bones fucking promo because who am I a pro no. Uh, once the, once the mic is open, I can get to talking and look what happens. And that's the thing I got to convince myself. Oh, you don't care. Nobody cares. 
So uh, I thank you for listening, if you're listening. And then I'm going to throw it to me and Lily, and you'll hear us talking. And I'll be back at the end of it uh, to tell you some more stuff and uh, and say goodbye. <laughs> We're learning together how to listen and how to broadcast. All of us together sitting in a room learning what's best for all of us. All right, here's me and Lily. You're listening to The 40-Year-Old Boy and later The Jerk-Off Journals, two guys who've got the situation well in hand. Uh, I took a lot of heat for last week's show. Uh, which, why, so how come? That's the story I told about, you know, how I jerked off using a soccer bopper. Oh, you knew, you actually, you prefaced it. You said you'd probably get some heat yeah, over it. Yeah, I was right. Yeah. What, what do you got? Uh, dude, you should try this. What? Okay. Get a banana. Banana? Yeah. Now, hold All on. Right. There's a, follow me. Peel it. Put the, the skin in the microwave. Heat it up. Okay. Not a lot. And then put it in a baggie and, uh, and put a little lotion inside it and put it <laughs> underneath the couch cushion and then you, you bang it. <laughs> when, when did you do that? Yesterday. Dude, where? What couch? You're sitting on it. Oh, no. dude, I play Xbox in this couch. Yeah, I know, and I had to wait up all night for you to go to bed so I could try this, for Christ's sake, but it's what? amazing. Try it, and you won't be pissed. What do you do with the banana? Eat it. Before or after? During. It's Palm Sunday over and over. The Jerk Off Journals on the Mike Schmidt Podcasting Network. Was that the last banana? It's just a solid record. Just start I know, over. <laughs> but I know, oh, that, yeah, I have to just edit it when you send it to me, I guess. I, If you need me to, I can. No, I can do it. I'm a grown-up. Okay. All right. I don't like it, but I can do it. <clears throat> I think you should use this. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, that should be the name of the show. I don't like it, but I can do it. Um, hey, what's happened to Mike Schmidt, 40-Year-Old Boy Podcast? It seems dumb to do this a second time because earlier in the show, if you recall, I said, hey, what's happened to Mike Schmidt, 40-Year-Old Boy Podcast? Because I say that at the beginning of every show, and uh, and yet here I am dropping it into the middle. Please don't be alarmed. This is not a new show. Let me go ahead and warn you off of that. And tell you that this is not a second show starting in the middle of the first show. Although, don't I owe you, I owe you multiple shows at this point, don't I? Honestly, I should really just be doing, what if I just did that the whole time? Hey, what's happening? I'm Mike Schmidt, 40-Year-Old Boy Podcast. That's a podcast. Done. We're wrapped. All right, we're up to, I'll get up to episode 52 in fucking five minutes. It'll be great. <laughs> uh, oh, there was a clue as to what you're hearing right now. Ladies and gentlemen, I, uh, here's the deal. It's our lovely friend. I, I, I went ahead and reached out. Because everybody wants to, they always ask me what's going on, how is she, what's happening, what's what's going on in her life, and uh, and she just so happens to have things in her life now that she wants to talk about things that she wants to mention. And I should tell you this, by the way, uh, this is being done via Zoom. It is very awkward for me. It is very strange. Uh, normally we would be in the same room, or at least previously we were in the same room. And then I did a show with her once we were in the same room, but we had to share a microphone, Toxic Twin style, fucking Joe Perry, Steve Tyler, and that was fun. And- I enjoyed that, uh, but let me tell you something about Lily right now. She is encased in a in a, a sphere to keep her germ free at all times. She wants nothing to do with COVID. She wants nothing to do with breathing. You, I, this is not even a fucking joke. You literally, she has a sign on her front door at her house. First of all, let's before I do all this. Hey, Lily, how are you? No, I'm good. That's our great our, our great friend Lily von Stupp. She's a former producer of this podcast. Uh, and then she quit because she hates me like everybody else in my life. Not and true. then she took off and said, I, you know, I couldn't possibly be involved in your monsoon any longer. I've got so many more important things to do, uh, like uh, hide away from the world in a house and have a sign on the door. This is completely true. I go to her house. There's a sign on the door. And it just says, wear a mask, like on her front door. You can't even, you're not even allowed to knock if you're not wearing a mask. Because I, I, <laughs> uh, it will repel you. She's built some sort of force field in. She's living with a convict who comes to the door and he frightens you. <laughs> Uh, cause she has like, she's got one guy that I, I true. well, I knew Rob, Rob's a guy I know. So I'm like, and I'm not, nobody's scared of Rob. He's a little fucking, you know, balloon guy. Yeah. But then I'm there yesterday and some, some fucking 
giant cranium comes to the door and stares at me through it. I'm like, what do you do? Who is this guy? And now I think, and it was funny, I was coming to pick you up because we had errands to run. We were going to Costco and stuff. But then I thought, do I, am I here to ne- negotiate a release for my friend Lily? I don't know. Is, it, is she being held against her will? What's going on? Who is this person that lives in your house that is terrifying? I don't even know who this was. Terrifying. He's mm. bald. That's mm. not terrifying. Well, he has no. a beard. Everybody in our house has a beard. Me. He Eddie. had tattoos on his eyelids. He had a fucking no, like. A, no, it sure it. seemed no. like it. No, he doesn't. He has a beard and he's bald. That's all. And you've never met him before. His name's Scott. He's an awesome guy. He's also a clown. Does sideshow stuff. He's a great oh, of guy. Of course he is. Yeah, and he he's a wonderful a person. person. And he takes me to doctor's appointments and stuff because he's a good friend like you. Does he does he suit up? Does he wear the clown suit to the old doctor office? How great would that be? He's making balloon animals in the lobby while you're getting a fucking. You know, Everybody pep- wears an N95 when they're near me. You are encased in amber. There is no doubt about it. You are terrified, <laughs> terrified of the public. I am not public. terrified. I am not terrified. I am practical that COVID could kill me. Well, it could, and if well, it all right, doesn't well, kill me, it will make my disabilities worse, and I will wish I was dead. And let's address this, because yeah. again, because there, there, there are fucking wing nuts out there now who are like, I have to wear a mask, and you're like, hey, you're, you're, yeah, I mean, you're really vaccinated like nine times. And it's like, so what? Uh, and that's fine. People, uh, find your own comfort level with your mask and wear it and be happy. That's all I say to you. You should wear masks because, again, the disease is running rampant out there, and try to do what you can to stay as healthy as you can. But if you're vaccinated yeah. and boosted... You're you're three quarters of the way there and make your own decisions, whatever the fuck. Well, make your own decisions for you, but realize just because you are vaxxed and you are boosted does not mean you can't get COVID and does not mean you won't spread COVID to somebody like me. Well, and that that is the entire failure of the COVID everything. And that is disabled people will always be punished for able-bodied people running around thinking they're invincible well this is the the failure of society itself really when you think about it i mean (laughs) just the very fact that everybody says i'm fine and and you're like really my grandma might not be and they're like ah your grandma's overrated you know what i mean it's and you're like wait a second i like my grandma i know i know 25 people that are no longer with us because of COVID. I know nine people. I not not true. I know nine people who have long haul COVID and are now as disabled as I am. And life is terrible for them. And if you don't think it can happen to you, oh, it can. Well, I mean, I'm going to disagree with you because there is nobody as disabled as you. There is no one. (laughs) You. Your body is gnarled and twisted into a question mark. You. You can barely speak. You've had, I mean, look, and we've had, you've been this way since we were together before. You had jaw pain. Uh, you had bad wheels because you were doing all your fucking flopping around burlesque style. Uh, <laughs> but now, see, here's the thing. You used, you used to kill yourself. Like, that's why your jaw was all fucked up from TNJ and you're falling around dancing, hurting your hips. Uh, but now the microbes have got you. No, that's not true. They have. They've invaded your bloodstream and now they've caused all sorts of terrible things the to happen The reality is they've always been there. The reality is what I have is a... Uh, genetic degenerative disease there's no way around it i will end up full-time in a wheelchair at some point is that a gdd it is it is okay um and and again i mean there are a lot of autoimmune issues that don't really come to life until you're older and that's really what i dealt with was i always thought i just wasn't as like 
athletic as other people. And the reality is my collagen doesn't work. It literally is like on vacation at all times. So every time I have an accident, nothing heals properly, which is why I have joint failure everywhere. Osteoarthritis as well. You know, I mean, the list could go on forever. No one cares. The reality is though, I'm surviving and I'm doing my best not to get COVID. Because what, what job, what job is your collagen doing? You're saying your collagen doesn't work. It's doing none, uh, it, none. I know, but it's not, but it doesn't do anything. It just stays inside you. Collagen no, is just collagen a thing. holds your whole body together. Collagen is like the glue that holds and repairs all of your joints, your bones, your muscles, everything. I mean, my right eye problem is probably because of collagen. When I had the, the eye failure, it, I, I have literally, I went to the doctor after a car accident and they're like, yeah, you're, you sprained your clavicle and you've bruised your ribs and your, your shoulder is elevated because you have a problem within one of your vertebrae in the back. Um, looking at the medications that you're on and the pain protocol that you're currently on, there's really nothing I can do for you. So go home and ice it. <laughs> but all right, but but collagen, I mean, that's just a bad break. That's like, you know what it I mean? Is. That's it's just such a weird is. fluke. That's like saying you have bruised saliva. You know what I mean? It's like it's like something that should that. never be injured, something yeah. ridiculous. And uh, and it's and it be has befallen you into so many other woes. I mean, you're just you wind up uh, you know. I, I, and I will say this. Let, let's talk about this real quick. You're talking about all your accidents you've been and all these terrible things. And I understand that. Those are awful. And yeah. your, your debt perception in the car, it's all very frightening and sad. Uh, and then I go to Costco with you and you almost hit three people in a jazzy, like literally I with your jazzy. I doubt it. You just, you're just driving and, and people are walking you right behind them. And your best is like, excuse me, move it, excuse me. Like you just, you're just that no aggressive jazzy for, person. I have no patience for ableism anymore. I have none. Well, it's not, I literally look well, at people and I'm like, hey, guess what? Just because you have legs doesn't mean you can cut me off as I'm moving as well. Because um, I can tell you, I got an engine behind me. So good fucking luck. That well, is yeah, you got four wheels. Yeah, but really? I'm not going to hurt them. It, it's not. It will. It stop came close a couple times yesterday. Eh, not really. Hmm. Although I have no depth perception. So exactly. Maybe. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, <laughs> so you are, yeah, so you are, I look, I, I'm concerned for you. I don't know what's happening. It's you're cause this is, I don't have any touchstone with this. You know what I mean? Where someone is so like you, we, you know, we went out yesterday, went to Costco and you had a hot dog. We grabbed some fucking groceries or whatever, had to pick up your flyers. I took you home. You had, and you went to bed at like five yeah. because you'd been out all day and you were like, I can't function right yeah. now. Cause I'm like, physically I'm wiped out. And uh, now, look, I go to bed at five just because <laughs> because I want to. I mean, I, I don't ever have to. I'm just like, hey, man, wouldn't it be cool to sleep for the next four hours? Yes. Hey, if I sleep for the next four hours, doesn't that, that, that like, sleep is where I'm a Viking. That's what our friend uh, from The Simpsons would tell us. So I can go ahead and pretend to do that and not have to face the real world. Hey, are you telling me that the California Franchise Tax Board won't find me in my dreams? Let's do it. <laughs> God damn it. Um, Sadly, my you, disability finds me in my dreams. No, you're not. No, this isn't like I, I dream warriors, I don't, right? I can't sleep for more than about two hours at a time. And then I wake up in pain and I have to roll over and find another position and try to fall back asleep. Fuck. See, I thought you meant you were in dreams and all of a sudden then you're like, you're in a jazzy in your dreams. No, I will, I will literally be like having a really nice dream of like going to Disney World and hanging out with friends. And then all of a sudden I'm like, ah, what the fuck is that? And I like wake up and my neck is on fire. Dude. And in my dream, I'm like, did I just get shot? It's really weird. <laughs> 
I have a lot of very traumatizing dreams to add to the rest of this now. Good Christ. Well, see, that's the thing I, I, I will say this. I thought of you the other day because again, you have injuries of, of body parts that nobody ever gets injured or things that shouldn't be wrong Look with anybody. Cuboid bone. Cuboid? Cuboid. It's a little cuboid. bone in your foot that keeps the front of your foot and the back of your foot together so that you can walk in balance. Mine literally just slips out and causes excruciating pain and I can't walk. Dude. It's hilarious. Uh, if it wasn't so fucking painful. How's your QAnon bone? How's that going? Is that, uh, oh, okay. Just that, that can be crippling. I'll tell you, if, <laughs> if anything happens there, that will just waylay you. Uh, I thought of you when I was watching Iron Chef the other day because uh, Iron Chef uh, Mark Forgione, I think is his name, uh, they had swordfish and they have to make a, a dish. You know, they have five dishes they got to make, but one of them's got to be ready in the first 20 minutes. So they usually do a crudo or a cold preparation, something like that. And uh, he came up with uh, like, they were they had swordfish. They're whacking it up and they pull out the fucking fish spine. And uh, he, <laughs> he starts separating the vertebrae. It's completely true. And he, and he puts it, he's like, yeah, we're going to make like a, uh, it's almost like a, what did he call it? A tartare or a brine or whatever. He, he had some fancy name for it. And because uh, he, he was putting a a vertebrae, a fish vertebrae on the plate with his cold crudo preparation. And he was like, it's like a shooter. Like you can knock it back. And fucking Alton Brown is the host. And he goes, so it's spinal fluid. And he's like, well, I, yeah, but it's more like, and he goes, well, no, it's spinal fluid is what you're serving oh, people. Yeah. And he's just like, yeah. And I thought, <laughs> and so seeing the plate and seeing a vertebrae, like a shot glass filled with uh, a spinal fluid. I thought of you instantly. I was like, <laughs> yeah, because I mean, this is, this is something. Well, <laughs> well I, I, cause your vertebrae are filled with something at some point. I mean like, you know, marshmallow fluff, whatever the fuck you got going on. It is mine not healthy or with, good. Mine are filled with inflammation and uh, nerve pain. Do, you ever, do they ever do one of those x-rays on you where they show like parts of you that are bad are red. And then you're like, Holy fuck. Look at me. No, but they do often show me my x-rays and it's like, um, should all but three be circled because they have a problem? Yeah. <laughs> Literally, they're like, we want to fuse four of the vertebrae in your neck together. But if we do that, you're not going to be able to turn your head to the left or the right. And should some better therapy come up later, we won't be able to do anything. And I'm like, well, that sounds like a terrible idea. Then. Well, even worse is they want to fuse your four vertebrae to your elbow, which makes no fucking sense. I mean, I, I don't know how you're going to function doing that. <laughs> that would be fun. At least I could join the circus or something. Try, try driving a jazzy with a goddamn arm at a 40 degree angle. That's not good at all. Um, so we ran around yesterday, you got your flyers and, uh, and I returned you to your home and you slept and slept and, and now you're fine. Sort of, yeah, you're, right. you're, while you're awake, you're in front of a microphone with a sock on it. Everybody yells at me because I used to have a sock on my microphone. And now I have a little, uh, I have a, you bought a phone. Uh, yeah, a little, you bought puff, the phone condom. Uh, yeah. A little, uh, microphone hat. He's like normal. It's a condom. And you, you have an action. Yeah, it's fine. Condom. And it's, and it can get gross too. It gets a little, uh, cause you know, you're talking right into it they are and it washable. gets a little crunchy. Uh, you just take it out, wash it in warm water, and dish soap, See, and then let it It's dry. funny you say that, but I tried to wash it, and now I haven't done a podcast for six weeks because <laughs> I ruined it. I put did it, it in the water. It did. It was terrible, and it didn't fit, and I was terrified by it. And I'm like, well, I can buy a new one, right? And then uh, that just didn't seem like a proper investment because I already got this one, and I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to stretch it out. Uh, so I continuously did whatever I could to stretch it out over the past six weeks. Please don't ask me what that is. And now finally it is back on the microphone. We're able to use it. And now we're back on with everybody. Hi guys. Uh, every week I try to think of every week, every month, eh, every six weeks, I try to think of some creative excuse for people for why the fuck I haven't done this, you know? And, uh, and that seems as good as any, the microphone uh, thing shrunk. So we had to go ahead and stretch it back out. Uh, 
I don't know if I even do this show. You should put microphone condoms on your wish list on Amazon. Someone I don't have, you one. Please. I look, I don't have an Amazon wish list. I have a Patreon that I can't believe people aren't burning me an effigy for because I've been on a podcast in six fucking weeks. I'm like I, I'm I'm waiting for people to just like pillory me. You know what I mean? I just I and it's it's my own fault and I get it and I've apologized and and talk is cheap and I say it all the fucking time. Well, I have I have a Patreon too, and I have a suggestion for you. Have you considered yes. um butthole photos? Because Whoa. those usually make people stick around longer. <laughs> See, I'm going to say yours is more attractive than mine. I wouldn't imagine that mine is any great shakes. Uh, I, I thankfully, I'll be honest, I have not seen it. I've never seen mine, which is good. I don't. Uh, I've done a lot of weird, crazy shit, and that is not on the list. That has absolutely never been on the list, which is good. So you've um, always been the one doing the filming, then. That's well, what I'm hearing. Oh yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, I look. I have angles where you may have been able to see it if somebody moved their head, but other than that. Oh, uh, I wouldn't say. Oh, sure. Let's oh, let's my. all. Let's and all. by the way, uh, by the way, I don't have butthole pictures on my Patreon either. So, I was just being silly. So we're gonna call this the bait and switch, huh? You just try well, to fucking lure them in. Switch. I'm being honest. I don't you lure them in. You're like, hey, let's talk about butthole photos, and people immediately like take my fucking money. And then you're like, <laughs> by the way, I don't have any butthole photos. They're like, God damn it, bamboozled. There's a lot of tit photos. That's about it. Bamboozled again by anal landscapes. Uh, anal nobody enjoys landscape. that. That's the thing. You just pony up your cash, and then you're looking for them, and then they're not there. Anal landscape. Yeah, that's what you were trying to go. See, here's your. I've given you a perfect name for it. No. That is look because butthole photos is just gruesome. That just sounds. No, aw- that sounds, sounds like. Awesome. No, that sounds like something that happens in jail. But like, <laughs> anal anal landscapes. Now you're like, all right. Well, you know, possibly there's a good chance. Uh, that Ansel Adams is involved. Anal Adams. Let's go with Anal Adams. Let's get him involved in the anal landscapes. Anal Adams and some Ansel landscapes. I think I'm on board with all of this. See, I've added some class to your fucking Fuck. behind. <laughs> wow, your backyard has not been classed up. This just took a weird turn. Didn't it? Really weird turn. You know, it's uh, the last show I did was a million months ago or whatever the fuck, six weeks. I don't even know. And, uh, <laughs> and I was like, all right, I'm going to come clean and just talk to people. I think I spent 20 minutes talking about horse fucking. <laughs> And someone wrote me once and they're just they're like in the interval and they're just like, you always say like there's nothing to talk about or you don't have a show or whatever the fuck and all this stuff. And they go and then you try to do some like serious, you know, explaining to people what you're doing. And then you talk about horse fucking for 20 minutes and they said, and it's glorious. And I'm like, great. <laughs> and I said, that's great. And I read that email and it and I read it every day for the next six weeks because it makes me think I did something good. <laughs> I don't have to. Oh, look, I did that show that one person liked. Yay. God knows. I don't know if to go back. Um, all right. So you're there. You live in a convict house. You're you're taking photos of your, of your behind uh, in, in craziness. All of these things are true. Don't try to deny them, please. I, this is why we've got you on a microphone to go ahead and uh, and. <laughs> And you go, I just agree with me at this point, um, okay. but but great. But you so what you are doing now, one of the reasons we're talking, uh, you have a project that you wanted to talk to people about. And I was like, well, you should tell people about it on my show. And you said, oh, can I? And I said, certainly. Which is uh, very and, nice of you. Well, no, it, it's come on. You're my sister. You should be doing this kind of thing. I mean, I, I uh, it doesn't mean anything if I plug it. Uh, because, again, I'm a voice in the fucking wind at this point, with the show being so er- erratic. Uh, but you will lend it some gravitas and you know much more about the project than I do. So go ahead and, and shoot your shot, pitch your pitch, do what you got to do here. I'll jump in and I'll ruin it a few times, but, but please tell people you're doing. So what you're doing is you, I I will say this, you funded a project like this previously and it was such a huge success. You were like, you know what? I'm going to do a second version of this. And it is a, uh, it is a deck of playing cards. Am I correct? 
Yes, and it is a huge project and it got funded and I'm not going to say I made a million dollars off of it because I didn't. A lot of this stuff I do because I really love burlesque. And the last deck took burlesque and magic and brought it together with a 1940s pinup style. This deck, I was chatting with Chuck and I was like, you know, it's been almost two years. Do you want to do another project of some sort? Because I'm going to jump. I'm going to jump right into your plug here real quick. Uh, Were you on the podcast chatting with Chuck? No. Because uh, I understand it's a, it's a great hit chatting with Chuck. It's 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 sweeping the nation. <laughs> uh, wait, Chuck isn't the fucking. He's not the guy in your house. No, CB Summers is my photographer. His name he's is the, Chuck, and he yeah. worked with you on the first burlesque yeah, deck. Yeah, he shot the first deck for me. So we were talking, and I said, you know, if you want to do another one, the last deck was fully my vision. It was me going. This is how I want to bring stripper decks from the '40s and the '50s together with playing cards and make it a more cohesive, beautiful art project. And he came back to me and he goes, I've been playing with gels. And I went, I don't know what that means. And he sent me a couple mm-hmm. samples and I was like, this lighting is amazing. And if you, if you know anything about photography, most photography light comes from the front and it lights up your entire body and it gives depth to the photo and you get a really clear image. With this, there are three lights involved and it is three different colors coming from the sides. So there is no direct lighting from the front. So your entire body is bathed in the glow of these colors. And so he came up with four color schemes, which is the blue spades, the red hearts, the purple diamonds and the green uh, clubs. And we styled the vision of, of four suits that way. And then I got busy calling my friends going, Hey, want to do another stupid, great, cool project with me that hopefully will get funded, but maybe won't. And we may get them printed, but we probably won't make money because hey, it's burlesque. And literally 52 of my friends said yes. Oh, so, the, oh, because I was going to ask, because here was my, my question. I thought maybe there was like one woman was all the hearts, one woman was all the spades, one woman was all the clubs, like that kind of deal. No. Uh, but you have 52 separate performers on these cards. We started shooting in February here in LA at Chuck's home studio. And we started with my friends, Audrey Deluxe and Madeline Sinclair, and we shot them in all four colors so that we could see what the colors would look like, what would happen. And then we just kept adding people and adding people and adding people. And then the burlesque call of fame happened in Las Vegas. And I said to Chuck, I really would like to get people outside of LA in this. It's going to cost us money to go, but I think it would be worth it to bring in some international performers and performers out of California. And so, you know, we drove down to Vegas and shot 19 performers down there, including two burlesque legends. We have a 91 year old burlesque dancer in this deck. The last time she... Go ahead. I keep a lid on that. You're trying to sell this thing. Say that again. I said, keep a lid on that. You're trying to sell no, this no, thing. No, 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 no. She is a <laughs> she is a burlesque legend that was last in a deck of cards, um, seventy years ago. I see. Yeah, and she is covered. That's in that's costumes. before even even kings weren't in the deck at that point. <laughs> that is that is. It went Jack Queen Ace, if I remember correctly. It was correctly. in fifty two, um, and and again, almost everybody in here is almost naked. Uh, not all of them are naked because we had to have pasties and G-strings for this. Uh-huh. Um, even though I still got banned on Facebook sharing the photos because they're that hot. 
But also, um, you you can't because uh, yeah, and the, the photo I saw the ad and I was like, holy Jesus! I mean, these are yeah, it's fucking oh, crazy hot Miss girls. Spent Youth has her ass to the camera and a pair yeah. of tassels on, and 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 it's down under her cheeks, and she's slightly pulling on it, so it just like flatters her ass and her boobs are, and it's just. I mean, these are gorgeous photos. We've got. If, if I was going to think of one one word for Miss Spent Youth, the word would be unfair. It is she unfair. Is, she it, is, it is unfair. unfair. It is you unfair. see her. I talked on the, you and I talked many times before on the show and I would be like, uh, you know, you'd, you'd see a woman or somebody and, and they'd be walking by and you're just like, oh, it, like it hurts. It, it hurts, hurts where you're like, yeah. I will never, like they're not even the same species as me. I, I couldn't even possibly hope to have even a discussion with that person. Uh, they're, they're the person that the phrase uh, you know, I would, I would pick up a mile of your laundry just to see what you were wearing that day. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's true. What, what and we got a ton of them in this and we have men in this deck too. We have, um, we have, uh, some again, keep a lid on that. You're, you're trying to no, sell this no, thing. No, 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 no. There are, again, a, a lot of this is art photos, but they're just really hot art photos. I Wait can't... a second. So art's one of the guys in the deck. No, they're art photos. There are two. Ah. Okay, I see. I don't know. I'm checking. I don't know these things. And and it's it's like also like this these the serendipitous things in this deck are amazing. I'm sitting on 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 Instagram one day and I'm scrolling and I see that Violetta Beretta is coming to town and she's just landed in LA and I I literally text her immediately and I'm like, how did I not know you were coming to LA? Do you have costumes with you? And she's like, no. And I'm like, if I put a costume together, will you be in the deck for me? And she's like, sure. So I strung a necklace around her ass and put a pair of pasties on her and it's the hottest photo there you go there's a there's a costume it's it just things just came together we've got people from canada people from japan new york denver uh you name it they're in the deck it's amazing if there is a guy named art who's a stripper (laughs) what would it would he be art supplies like i'm trying to think of his name what it would be uh art in the eye of the beholder like is that is that too long of a last name <laughs> no, that's actually great that's a great right, i'm name. trying to figure it out because we, we look we came up with nipples gonzalez years ago which was a fantastic name um i think but, art lover would be a great name oh art lover's not bad that is that's actually it, really it's good simple and sweet and and he could be he could be very mango or he yeah. could be very uh uh sounds swarthy find- to me sounds well, swarthy yeah. sounds uh, like he, he should be at the babaloo that's why I kind of like come up with like the mango character or maybe um, uh, Steve Martin and what's his face who are two wild and crazy guys, Dan Aykroyd. Again, See, I, he, live, I live in the 70s. Well, he could dress up. Yeah, well, he could come out like in a full on like Ricky Ricardo suit with the fucking roach killer shoes and all that stuff and just and and Cuban the shit out of it. Why not? Well, you already got a Cuban guy, don't you? Um, I don't know if I have a Cuban in the deck this time. I know I mean, that I know that we are filled with BIPOC. I mean, I know that there's a ton of them in there. We call it, um, is that the BIPOC? Is that what we're calling it? Or is that wrong? It's BIPOC. I, I say it out because I have a jaw issue and sometimes it doesn't sound like that word. I see. Um, because my, my jaw locks sometimes when there's certain words that will come out and sound like a different word. Let me ask you this. Is there a card in the deck with you in like a pasties and your jaw locked? Because that... <laughs> No, if you were making like the Ahiago face, people would be going out of their mind. No, but I am on both jokers. And I will tell you that since I retired dish from burlesque, um, I have put on about 30 pounds all in my boobs. It Hold is, on a second. What I, the? I looked at the photos and I'm like, Chuck, did you make my boobs bigger? And he's like, nope. 
Well, two things. One, uh, I, I don't even know how that was possible that you could get another either. thirty that way. Now you're just walk, you're tipping over like those birds on the dashboard, keep putting their fucking face in the water. Uh, <laughs> I am. And and then another thing. Let me let me ask you this. Do you think this is in any way led to your health problems and why you have to ride a jazzy all over the goddamn place? It's funny because in 93, I saw a doctor about having a breast reduction because of back pain. And he basically told me what they do to make your boobs smaller. And I went, I will pass on that. They literally remove your nipples, make, take flesh out and then carve the the flesh back together and then put your nipples back on. And he's like, and you could lose sensitivity. And I went, I'm out, I'm out. This this is I'll the put you over the rest of my life in pain. This is actually the second time I've ever heard the phrase "put your nipples back on." So I <laughs> I, I got to tell you, much more pleasant this time around. I'm not going to lie to you. The first one, whoa boy, we're not going to discuss it. Uh, but I actually, you know, with you with your giant now 30 extra pound tits, man, you got to be walking around. That's why you take a jazzy because the whole time you're you're falling forward as you walk, trying to keep your feet in line. Like your tits are looking for oil. Like you get like your nipples are divining rods and they're trying to find water in the desert. I like they it. They are. They are. <laughs> They are. So yeah, so we've got 52 performers and then I'm on both of the Jokers. So there's 53 performers in this deck where the last deck, the burlesque deck only had, um, it had 25 or 26 performers in it. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you well, ahead and because the first one was, a, I mean, it funded, it was a great success. Everybody loved it. Yeah. This and was a lot more work, a lot more money, a lot more effort. And I'm nervous. I'll be honest. I'm not sure it's going to fund. It's going to be an amazing project. I hope it does. We've got like 20, Three days as of when we're recording. I don't know when this right. will go up. It this will go up tomorrow. To, this will go up, uh, what's today? The 10th, 11th. It'll go up the morning of the 11th of August. So it, it ends on September 3rd at noon. And, you know, if anybody wants to buy a deck or make a donation, it is Neo Burlesque Deck. And that's N E O B U R L E S Q U E D E C K dot com. Neo Burlesque Deck. And that'll take you right to the Kickstarter. Now, how, let me ask you, I, I don't know if it's just, this will seem ignorant and I don't mean it to, um, you have dyslexia. Mm-hmm. How could you spell that and say it and, and say it correctly? Is it just, it's not the same as writing it? Um, it's not the same as writing it. It's not the same as reading it. And it breaks down into three words in my head, which is why you heard me pause. Neo, N-E-O, burlesque, B-U-R-L-E-S-Q-U-E, which Got are it. all three, three, three. And then deck is D-E-C-K. So there's a lot of like mnemonics and, and things in my head to spell things out correctly. One of the I hardest see. things, by the way, is having 53 burlesque performers and making sure all of their names are smel- spelled right, smelled right, spelled right. Oh boy. <laughs> that's part of the, that's part of the jaw thing. My jaw will start to let go because the muscle in my jaw just releases. And then all of a sudden the left side of my face stops moving and it's hard to get even voice to text to work sometimes. Yeesh. Uh, well, I, again, as you know, it's, cause I never know <laughs> what to say or do because I'll, we'll, we'll spend the afternoon together and then, and it's always some ridiculous, like, Oh, my diaphragm. Oh God. My, <laughs> My rib cartilage, and I'm like, I I got no help to to offer. I and I all because all I do, because then we do that thing where I'm just like, I'm I'm real sorry, and you're like, no, it's okay. I'm just like this all the time. Yeah. Um, but it is a but it's a weird because you want all I want to do is help you. You know what I mean? Everybody just, and, always says to me, I hope you feel better, and I'm like, I won't, but thanks. <laughs> well, that's that's why I texted you last night, and I said, yeah. I hope that resting allows you to feel a bit better tonight. Yeah. So I, I try to compartmentalize my hopes and wishes for you. I don't want to make them broad. When, when 
people deal with people who have chronic pain or, or disability, they have no touchstone for it. So they don't know how to act. And, and it's not even out of pity. I think it's out of compassion that they say, feel better. It's like, you just, it doesn't work that way. Well, they're, yeah, they're, they're wishing good things for you, but they don't know. And that's why I don't generally correct them. But sometimes I have to go, just please stop saying it because it's really frustrating because it's not like I can just get up and walk when my legs don't work. It it just doesn't doesn't work. Yeah, they took my nipples off. I'm an ambulatory wheelchair user, which means some days I can actually walk, but I can't do much because it knocks me out. (laughs) I'm literally just lobbing shit at you. You're not even listening and I don't blame you. Um, so yeah, I hear you. You're an ambulatory yeah. wheelchair user, yeah. uh, which means you don't have to use it all the time, but you right. do use it because yeah. it's, it's, you know, it's, it makes it better if you do use it. Yeah. Um, all right. So you got the Neo burlesque deck. Uh, you and Eddie are still rolling and doing very well. We uh, are. He's at camp right now. He's yeah. He's teaching Santa kids stuff. how to, yeah, he's teaching. He's well, not Santa in the summer. No, but he's, preparing for the for the holiday season as santa again oh my god what's preparing in august grow up yeah what's he gonna say <laughs> i picture him in his car ho 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 no no that's not it ho 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 no god damn it uh ho ho sending ho, his santa uh, suit to the cleaner uh, stop it <laughs> ho 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 uh, um. <laughs> and what do you want little person oh damn it uh, all right. Well, well, because because obviously you don't want to with pronouns and everything. You don't want to be that person who who messes up. If you're Santa, certainly Santa oh, he, should know everyone's pronouns. I would imagine. You know, it's funny because he teaches at camp, and he he was talking with me about that, and he goes, "We've had several transgender children." He goes, and it is amazing to me how the other children are like so cool and at ease with it. And it's all the grownups who are like, I don't want to fuck up and say the wrong thing. And the kids are just like, oh, hey, you know, whatever the name is, what are you doing today? And somebody will say, she's not doing that. And they'll just go, oh, I use they, them. And that's it. They're done. They're absolutely done for the rest of the thing. It's like, hey, they're doing it. Hey, you know, and, and he goes, it's just, it's amazing how it's the adults that are having such a problem with change. But, but in fairness to them, in fairness to adults yes it's be better that's my fairness to adults be better right but it's <laughs> but in 40 and 50 years of living on this planet yeah. this is a a new different and some would say radical change in your language that you've used for your entire life i'm not saying it's incorrect to use it i'm saying well, all right let's put it this way i think people i think their attitude should be if they mess it up they should go ah and correct themselves that's it. and that's and feel good do. that's it exactly don't yeah. don't wind up in, so i'm saying if if some if people do stumble or make an error like because look you remember i misgendered a comedian once yep uh at 2020 yep. and i hit my head into the fucking microphone so hard i fuck it it left a mark for a <laughs> week because I, I was so angry at myself that i would do that because i wanted them to feel comfortable where they were yeah and and it's it's not a hard ask. You know what I mean? It's, it's, but at the same time, it's. But this compassion is what it's all about. What it's not about is the people who are like, well, you know, that they and them uh, refers to, if you don't know the gender or, you know, you can't say, you can't say that because it's the plural of people. And it's like, okay, you're sticking to rules that are antiquated and were made up in the first place. So but just those, learn a new rule. <laughs> but those fucking people aren't even yeah. worth dealing with because you're never, yes. they're never going to change. It's never going to fix. Like right now there's uh yesterday, 
there's a baseball player who uh, came out as gay. He's a minor league baseball player. He was, and he didn't come out as gay until yesterday when they cut him. They cut him in the daytime, and then he, you know, revealed that he was a gay, a gay man. And uh, it was posted at a, a website I go to that's a sports website called The Athletic, and it was a story about him and what his career, you know, all this stuff. And in the comment sections, people were like, "Nobody cares," or "Ah, oh, this again." And I'm like, "What do you? What do you care? Like, so skip it." So just go somewhere else and read something else. There's no reason for you to come in here. And first of all, nobody cares. No, that's that's completely not true because representation is extremely important. And for this guy to come forward like this is very brave for him to do something like this. And then people would say that and they'd go, oh, how brave is he if he did it after he was cut by a team? And it's like, well, he'd still like to play for another team. So it, to come out in a public way when he's played a, a very public sport is is a brave thing to do. And also... Uh, I, you and I have discussed this That's possibly. A gaslighting technique, by the way. Of course Say it is. Say how brave is he if he didn't just, do it before? That's just another way to shit on people because people. Yes, are awful. because that's because people are awful. People are and awful. it's it's just just let. I I will I can't I'm going to go to my grave, <laughs> wondering why people just don't let people live the lives they want to live. I don't even it doesn't mean anything to you. It doesn't bother you. And again, even if you want to extrapolate that to fucking abortion of any other goddamn thing, it's like again again the abortion thing you can just go people like, "Ah, it's against it in the Bible." And you go, "Okay, so like God's no, against it, huh?" Well, but even so, but even so you acknowledge give them that and go, no, "Okay, so so God's against it." But what I'm but saying I is I don't fine, have to. But I'm talking about a, a faux <laughs> argument. Let me fucking finish. Oh, you know I'm kidding. Don't make that face. Uh, but if he said, you know, they're like, God's against it, you go, okay, even if I concede that to you, then let God sort it out. Yeah. When they die or whatever, they got to go answer to him. That's the thing. You're, nobody gives a shit what Larry thinks. God didn't go, hey, Larry, take care of shit down there for me while I'm not around. Fuck you, Larry. Nobody gives a flying fuck what you think. Let people live their fucking lives. It drives me, and I don't understand why they why people will not understand that when you say that to them why they it's, it's the same thing with the conundrum with the national anthem it's like oh he's fucking kneeling he's disrespecting this country and you're like no in fact people went overseas for his right to go ahead and protest against the national anthem and then they're like oh then they get even more and he's a marine says up. it all the time it's just it's just they people want people just want ultimate control to tell people what the fuck to do and it's the craziest fucking thing i've ever seen it's you know now that said remove all men from this deck all right uh no i actually included men because i believe that there's a commonality in all of humanity if we just would see each other as a different person rather than having to be like ourselves yeah, and I that's why I... I included so many amazing people i wanted diversity and inclusion i didn't want to just say hey you're welcome here i went come here let's come down and sit and have a meal and put you in the deck i mean i think that's really important Yes, but I want to play hot poker. I don't want to look at a native cocks. Well, you won't see a cock. Um, but um, yeah, I can't even address that. <laughs> Why would you? It was ludicrous. I did it on purpose to be stupid. And you're just, I'm like, please don't give me a serious answer to that. Oh, God damn it. I just want to play hot poker. I don't want to stare at native cocks. Come on. That's the slogan for your deck. I don't think so. It should be. No. All right. So the and neo burlesque. Chuck and I talked about that too. He goes, you know, I want to shoot a deck of like, like, um, like real sexiness. And I said, I want to include men. And he went, hmm, okay, men are sexy too. Yeah, 
Let's make a hot oh, dip. Oh, wow, Chuck, come on. No, again. See, if, you shoot, if you're in Florida, Arnold. he can stand his ground on that, and he's, he's got every legal about, right. No, stop it. Here's the <laughs> thing about art, though. Sexy doesn't have to mean you want to fuck it. Sexy means it evokes sensuality and feelings in you. Doesn't mean you're gay. Doesn't mean you're straight. Doesn't mean you're bi. It just means you think humanity is beautiful. And I think that's awesome. Well, yes. And I agree with you. And that's lovely. But, you know. So when you watch porn, do you never look at the men or do you only watch girl porn? Because then I'm going to have to have a whole conversation with you. Define never. (laughs) Uh. I the porn porn has become I don't know porn is ridiculous now because porn every time you ridiculous. go on yeah you just like I I it used to be like hey let's go watch people fuck now it's like boy I hope somebody's mom gets trapped in a, stra- a fucking trap door you know what I mean like what I can't believe my mom got caught in the dog door why don't I fuck her it's the <laughs> porn has gone off the fucking yeah, rails there's a lot of non consent in porn there was before as well but at least there was a storyline so you could take yourself out of the fact that these are terrible people. I guess. Uh, well, see, I'm not going to, I don't need consent in my porn. Certainly consent <laughs> in your porn can work. But well, look, I, all right, look, I've seen horrible porn with absolutely no consent that was not supposed to be seen. Uh, and then, oh. but I mean, again, though, if somebody, if, if some girl gets caught well, in a bear I, trap and a guy's like, well, why don't you blow me while you're here? You know what I mean? Then you're like, all right, well, this is just silliness for a porno movie. Some people really get off on that, which makes me sad. Yes, exactly. Because then you finish on the uh, right on her ankle in the fucking trap. Plug! Oh my god! You you finish on her ankle in the bear trap. It looks great. Two minute plug, and now we're now we're trying to solve all problems. Look again. Let's go back to the eight of cocks now. (laughs) All right. So Neo burlesque. There's no eight of cocks. There's a five of cocks and some jacks of cocks and some kings of cocks. Well, then perfect. That works out for everybody. Go ahead and get your deck. I think there's like I think there's like eight men in the deck that I did. Well, eight is enough, certainly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, there's there's a little bit of everything. I've always felt that, you know, life is a smorgasbord. See it all, love it all. You can appreciate it all, even if it doesn't turn you on. So it's just it's just a booyah base of flesh. Okay. Yes. That's right. not going to be my tagline, but yes, that is I'm true. look, I'm helping. I don't know if you understand this. I am truly helping you. Booyah base of flesh needs to go right on there. Along with you like hot poker and you like Ada Cox, go ahead and buy this deck. Uh, all right. So Neo three, it's not three words, but Neo burlesque deck. Well, it is N-E-O. three words. It's Neo burlesque. And burlesque but, is a word by itself. It, I know, but is it hyphenated? How's it spelled? No, it's like, I'm saying people. It's, yes, it's Neo burlesque deck.com, all one word for the URL. Yes. That's what I was trying yeah. to get at. I want people to search it and find yes. it. And I don't want them to be like, whoa, because you Google Neo, then you got fucking, you know, you're all of a sudden you're at the matrix and you're taking the wrong pill and you don't buy the deck and nobody's happy. <laughs> uh, so, or you're eating a steak with uh, Joe Pantoliano, which is not bad. Oh, wow. Um, oh, wow. All right. So you've, you've got the, uh, so neoburlesdeck.com. Yes. Is where we're trying to go. And you can and- make a donation or you can buy a deck. Decks are $35 shipped. Two decks are 55 shipped if you buy the early bird or 65 if that hundred sets of decks run out. And then there's four decks. Okay, but people can even- the first deck, you can buy a combo that gets two of the first deck and two of the Neo deck together. 
which sounds sweet. That's yeah. that's what you really want to do is want to get oh, both of there's, them. There's one other thing we have. They're uncut sheets. And so they're like um, 22 inches by 24 inches, I think. And it is every card displayed. And I'm going to put a picture up of it pretty soon so that you can see it on there. And you can hang it on your wall if you don't want to play cards with it. You can put all of these hot chicks on your wall and hot guys. That sounds amazing. I'm a, I'm a little I'm a little worried about uncut and uh, men <laughs> being involved in the deck. Nobody wants to look at an anteater while they're playing fucking Baccarat. Uh, it's just not for me. I apologize. Maybe, maybe it you isn't pe- for you. It's for other people, and they want to see it. Maybe you me. people want to see an anteater while you're playing Baccarat, while you're playing Pie Gow. There's, you, got a, there's, you got a handful again, of foreskin. There's no below the waist fully naked. There's a couple right. very heavy implied gorgeous cards. Dee Dee Cupcake has her panties down by her knees. Gadzooks. It's just sexy. Love it. Uh, knock need. Yeah, see the panties down, knock knee. You're gonna you're gonna go a long way with that pose, boy. That's and, and here's something that hasn't been announced yet. Uh oh, brace yourselves, this, kids. You, you guys are gonna hear about this before they even hear about it on Instagram. Um, we're gonna have an add-on shortly, which is a topless 2023 calendar that has 13 of the performers in it, and that will be an add-on that once you go buy a deck. You can buy that as an add-on, and that will get shipped to your house as well. And that, that though, is, all right, that Let me is clear. going to be amazing. I got to clarify something because that, that, that sounds all right. There you go. I thanks that for is killing my buildup. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. I but that's exactly all I want to know because there are sites I go to, and they'll be like, uh, "Hey, here's 15 photos of this girl topless," and uh, yes, but she's behind a lawn chair. You know what no, I mean? You're like, God damn it. No, these. These are photos where we literally were like, okay, so we're going to shoot this and we're considering maybe doing a topless deck or a topless calendar. Are you interested in being in that or using photos for your OnlyFans if you want? And 13 of the performers, myself included, all went, that sounds like fun. Let's shoot and see what happens. And as soon as we hit 13, we went, we can make a a calendar that is just going to be amazing. It's going to be more artistic. There won't be numerals and pips on it. It'll be photos, most likely. Chuck is designing that right now as we speak. And we're going to be able to announce that in about a week. And that's going to be an add-on. Will this be more of a uh, tool of the uh, girl of the month for a tool calendar that I used to see in my uncle's garage, or will it be more of a Varga feel? Um, it will be more of a CB Summers feel. These ah. are, like I said, these are gel lighting from the sides, and it's very artistic because body parts are lit in color, and there's shadows and dimensions in it. So, I don't. I don't want to see a magenta anteater. I got to tell you that right well, now. There's I no men clearly. in the deck. There's no men in the calendar. We got it. All right. Good. We went all. We went all hotties. Um. Uh. Oh, not all hotties. We went all ladies. <laughs> see what I mean? Where sometimes words just don't come to my brain properly. No, we I went like that all word. Ladies <laughs> for the calendar, and um, I'm really excited about it. I don't want to say who's in that yet, but you know, go over, take a look at what we have. Follow us on Instagram, either at Burlesque Deck or at Neo Burlesque Deck on Instagram. All of the photos have been released now, and we're re-releasing some of them with the Too Hot for Facebook because we're afraid of getting banned on Instagram next. Well, you've been banned on Facebook, which I I don't know if you touched on that. I am gone from Facebook until five days after my Kickstarter ends. I am so screwed on Facebook. And I still have like... I still have to have what uh, fourteen thousand dollars to raise. So wow. go buy a deck. Yeah, that would buy be sweet. Two. Now let's talk uh, um, really quick about what you, you just said. Uh, Kickstarter, and I think it's yeah. important that we get to that because 
there are many different ways to fund out there. There's GoFundMe. There's, uh, you know, give me a buck, whatever the fuck. There's a million of them out there. Um, but some of them, the way they work is if you do GoFundMe and you want eight grand and you only get six, you get to keep the six. Not on GoFundMe. Uh, oh, yeah, on GoFundMe. Yeah. yeah, on GoFundMe. And so what I'm saying, though, is this is a Kickstarter campaign. Yeah. And uh, and I'll let you explain the 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 benefits, but also the drawbacks of the Kickstarter campaign. So Kickstarter was set up so that I don't have to go out and find venture capitalists or angel investors or invest my own money since I have none. I haven't worked for like three years now. So what you do is you put together your project and you pitch it so people can pre-buy it and it's all or nothing. It's either people will be like, I love this project. We want this project to fund. I'm going to put my money up now. And in September, it's going to go to print. And then it's going to be shipped sometime in November Um, because, you know, it takes forever to print. It takes forever to ship across the country. It takes forever to ship out. I am the one sitting in my house, taking every deck, putting it in a box, writing a thank you note, folding it over, paying and putting the label on it. And I didn't include money for that because I want the deck to be made, but it costs it costs a fortune just to buy boxes and the shipping to st- send the stuff out. Then we have to pay for the actual printing costs and we have to pay for having to go to Vegas and we have to pay, you know, the, the money that Kickstarter gets and the money that the sales tax gets and the money that the, you know, uh, credit card companies get. So I had to sit down and put all of these numbers together and I came up with $22,000 to print 2000 decks yeah. and 75 calendars and ship them out. And so it literally will only happen if people go, yes, this is amazing. And I want to buy one. That's the thing is, yeah. is if it's $22,000 yeah. and on the day uh, it comes along, you're at $21,950. You're fine. I'm done. It doesn't fund. It doesn't exactly. Fund. Yeah. And so I cannot in... fund my own project. Right. So it's not like I can even wait till the end and be like, I'm putting that last $50 in. I can't fund my own project. Right. So, you know, it's really important that if you like it and you want it, that you go pledge immediately. Your your card gets charged in September when it closes. Yeah. And then, you know. Which, which is, again, so then if it... If by some ridiculous chance it doesn't fund, you're not charged. Yeah. If it doesn't fund, you don't get charged at all. It's just, it was a thank you and thank you. And and again, I have friends who have bought one deck and pledged $50 because they threw some extra money in as well, which was really nice. So if you really like it, tip me, you know? Yeah. (laughs) But also, and I will say this, I just, um, someone could give $20. Oh yeah. You can just make a donation. Yeah, yeah, they, you know, the deck is 35, yeah. and then whatever the calendar is going to wind up being and stuff like that. But if someone just was like, we want to help Lily along, yes. you, you could easily give just 20 bucks or something like that. And we also have an option that's called pick a card. And Any card. For, for $10 or $11, because it costs a dollar to mail it, um, I will randomly grab one of the cards and just send you a single card from one of the decks. We're trying to get everything signed, but it's really hard when I've got 52 performers and they're all around the world at any given time. And lo- so- that's a fantastic idea. I like that pick a card, which is yeah. really great. Uh, but folks, I got to warn you out there. If you're, uh, if you're doing the pick a card and option, I got three words for you. Eight of Cox. So <laughs> you probably want to go for the full deck. That's, that's, I'm just going to tell you that right now. Uh, nothing wrong with the eight of cocks, certainly. But if that's your random card that you get, yeah, 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 you might feel a little down in the dump. So go ahead and get the whole thing, goddammit. it. And-
And I will tell you, I have one level that is for people who really want to support me. And it is a $500 level with $50 for shipping. You get the artwork for the wall. You get, um, I think it's, I think it's 12 decks and you get 25 cards guaranteed signed. We will guarantee that we will get together pretty much half the deck because I'll sign one as well. Um, And so that's like the big thing. And then you also get this really cool card case that has a keyhole cut out of it that is metal that holds your cards so they don't work. Um, And it's really cool because it's got that little keyhole peek through. Now I'm going to throw this out there and it's going to instantly devalue your deck and all of the things that you're offering. And I don't mean for it to do that, but then don't throw it out there. But listen to me. It's very important. Uh, If any of you who listen to the 40 year old boy podcast, buy a deck an actual deck, like the $35 deck. Um, and, and I, I will, you, I'll give you a call. I'll, you can include your phone number with Lily or whatever you want to do. I don't know if that means anything to anybody anymore. It used to, when we used to do Mike, give me a call dot gmail.com. Um, can I up it? Sure. Yeah. Can we do a zoom together with him? You know what? That, that was going to do that for the $500 thing. Oh, like if somebody bought that whole it. big thing, not at all. That's okay. Uh, i but you know, maybe you're maybe you're smarter to say for for each deck we can zoom them. I, I would happily the, do that. I will zoom you while I'm packing it and talk with you and Mike while I'm packing I, your. Well, deck. I'll tell you, I'll tell you this: if you do the five hundred dollar thing, uh, all right. How about the, how about I got this? How about what this? What are you gonna do? No, I got a, I got a good one. I got a good one. If anybody out there does the five hundred dollar, what is it again? What comes with the five hundred dollar deck? Five hundred dollars. I I don't have it in front of me. I want to say it comes with twelve decks. It comes with oh. the wall. It comes with 25 signature cards and it comes with the, the, um, the topless calendar, the metal. Oh yeah. And a calendar will be in there too. Yeah. Okay. I will personally deliver that to your house. I don't, I will fly Not international. I can't do international, but anywhere in the continental United States, if you buy the $500 package for this, I will, I myself, and if Lily can come, she will, but I myself, I will personally deliver this to your house. So there you go. If anybody buys the $500 package, I will, and I, and I, you don't have to fly me. I will, I will buy tickets. I will fly to where you are. And it could be as simple as me landing, taking a cab to your fucking house, handing it to you and going, thanks and heading back to the airport. Cause I don't know if I'm buying a fucking hotel room or whatever the fuck. And again, I truly don't know if this means anything to anybody at this point. Cause I'm, I'm, I've burnt all the goodwill I could possibly burn in the past fucking year. Uh, but Anybody who buys a burlesque deck for $35 from Lily for, and you got it, but you got to mention me and the 40 year old boy podcast. Uh, Lily and I will do a zoom, like maybe a 10 minute zoom to thank you. Anybody who does it, $35 deck, we will do a zoom with you together, answering questions, talking to you, whatever you want. And we'll record the audio, send it to you, whatever you need. But if you buy the $500 package, I personally will fly anywhere in the continental United States and I will deliver it to you. And I may, I may work Canada in that as well, because I like going to Canada just because it's fun. So, uh, so yeah, so there you go. Those, we'll throw those on the table. So, uh, anybody okay, buy, go, one go last ahead. thing that I forgot, we have shipping set up to only ship in the United States. Okay. If you are out of the United States, you can buy this. We will just have to bill you whatever the additional shipping is before we can send it. So I'm okay <laughs> with you buying it anywhere except Italy. You can't send cards to Italy for some reason. You can't send playing cards to Italy. But well, that's, yeah, it, that's a Mussolini Put thing. your it's... address in and all I will do is I will email you when it's done and I will say, I need this much extra to send it to you because I can't, I, I, I couldn't 
there are too many countries that cost too much money and doing all of the variations. I was like, I can't break down all of these shipping options and I want to just charge you for actual shipping. So you can buy it anywhere. And that the other thing is, I don't know if there's a place for you to put in that you came from, from 40 year old boy. But send as soon note. as you pledge, send an email to to burlesque deck at gmail.com or send it to the ask a question and say, hey, I came from the 40 year old boy and I will make sure that you get that prize as well. We send a, we send an email out to everybody before we ship it to confirm your shipping address and make sure there's nothing else we need to know. So we will contact you to find out. Yeah. So and, and there you go. If anybody That's wants amazing. to buy a deck. Thank you. We'll do a Zoom. Well, of course. Well, I, I, I can only hope it helps. I don't know if it will. I, I, I've, like, you know, it's funny you mentioned about shipping internationally. Like, uh, I, I think the only people who listen to the show are still are in Canada. I, I don't know if I have any <laughs> listeners anywhere else Canadian in the world. In there. Uh, well, good. Let's get yeah. them in there, and, and that'll be perfect. Uh, and also, you cannot ship cards to Italy because it was an explosive deck of cards that blew up Apollonia's car when Michael Corleone was gonna was going to uh, bring her back to America. So I don't know that, that that's true, but okay, I'll completely go with that. true. Uh, all right. So uh, have we covered everything? Is there anything else you want to tell me? You want to give I, give I, the I, addresses? Give all of the addresses here Neo, once again. Neoburlesquedeck.com. N e o b u r l e s q u e d e c k dot com. And there's no just there's no Kickstarter site as well. There is a Kickstarter site, but it's like Kickstarter.com slash projects absolutely the, 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 the. So I just redirected sure. our website right now. And if okay. you miss you can also go to Burlesque Deck that has our old deck at it, and you that has a link to the Kickstarter as well. So and worst case scenario, email Mike and tell him what was the URL again and he'll he'll forward it to you. Yeah, and I'll I'll pitch it on the show here again at the end of the at the end of the actual podcast. Uh, you don't. You don't have to write it. Don't scramble. Uh, no, fuck that scramble. I demand that you all scramble, uh, and then you'll have the interest and, and the address and everything else. You can go ahead and do. Uh, Lily, I love you. I love you too. Thank you so much for having me on. It was great to catch up with you yesterday, and it was really great to talk with you again. It's always nice to see you. I, I again, I, I, I get baby bird syndrome around you, which is which is rough, you know. And and uh, I try, and I don't want to offend you with it. I just. You know, you're just you're kind of a Fabergé egg of a human being at this point, and I just want to do what I can to take care of you. Uh, and I, I never want to overstep either. So, but you're you're kind to come on here and do this, uh, and I appreciate you sitting and talking. And and let's do this. I will. I'll tell people about it every week. You know, I I'll do what we can, and I know the people out there. That just means uh, you have to commit to doing a podcast every week. Are you willing to up. do that till the till till September third? Uh, yes. Till That's the, three I, weeks. That's three weeks in a row to do a podcast just to promote me. Do that. The Make I that will. commitment. The, I'm I'll done. meet you again There's, next Wednesday. Uh, well, <laughs> really? You want to do another another clip? Yes. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, no, I. There will be shows. So, uh, so as our friend Paul Thomas Anderson said. Uh, all right. So neoberlesque.com. Nope. Neoberlesdeck. Neoberlesdeck.com. Uh, L I L I. You you want to give your emails and all that kind of stuff or no? L I L I at B-U-R-L-E-S-Q-U-E 411.com. But, you, but it's better to just email burlesquedeck at gmail.com. Cool. That's all right, my main so, account for all the burlesque stuff. Which is perfect. All right. Uh, thank you for doing this. Thank you. Of I course. appreciate it. Sorry I did it topless the whole time. Why are you sorry? I'm thrilled. I'm, I'm excited to have this fucking screenshot. That's, um, I'm very happy. Uh, all right, you. Take care. And, right. uh, and let's get this taken care of and funded. How about that commercial that you just heard that I don't know what it was, although I'm sure we were selling like a, you know, 
a cock ring made from whale bones or whatever the fuck is going on. <laughs> we, uh, I don't know who the sponsors are anymore. Look, I don't talk to a lot of the people over there at Art19. Uh, they're lovely. I don't have the, the I've, I've haven't exactly been invited to the Misfit Toys co-op meetings, so I'm not sure where things stand. I think I'm still part of it. I hope so. Who knows, man? I'm sure I'll get something in the mail, but uh, uh, they've been very supportive and kind whenever I spoke to them. Uh, so that's good news. Remember, I'm in the Misfit Toys co-op. Uh, that's Never Not Funny. That's Doug Loves Movies. That's Todd Glass uh, and his show. That's No Fun with Jen Kirkman. I don't know if Anxiety Bites with Jen Kirkman is part of that podcasting network. It might be. Uh, but yeah, there you go. So uh, our good friends over there at Never Not Funny, our friend Jim, Jim Pardo, our friend Gare Cockrell, our friend L. Hochberg, Hochberg, uh, our friend Matt Belknap, Matt, 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 <laughs> all those fine gentlemen. And then, of course, the Doug Loves Movies, our friend Duh, our friend Ta over at Todd Glass Show, our friend Jen over at the No Fun Show. Uh, all of those people are lovely and wonderful. And uh, go listen to their shows. You should download them. Absolutely. Uh, in addition to me being part of the Misfit Toys Co-op, you know, uh, let's do this. It's been a while since I've been here. First of all, how was Lily? How great was that? Let's back tag that a little, that a little bit. Uh, I meant what I said on there. There are Zoom calls for, for certain amounts that you give out, you know, uh, from me, from Lily. Because, look, if you just want Lily, that's fine. Say so. Uh, nothing wrong with that. Uh, but if you want both of us, I'm happy to do it. But a lot of you are probably like, well, we'd rather talk to Lily at this point. And I don't blame you. Uh, God knows she's she's infinitely more attractive and uh, and absolutely probably. Uh, well, I can't say absolutely probably because that just kind of defeats itself. She's great. So if you just want to talk to her, cool. If you want to talk to us both, that's cool, too. Uh, but go ahead. <laughs> Neoburlesquedeck.com. And I did. I mean what I said. If anybody does the $500 package, if anyone has it in them. Uh, I will personally deliver your prize package. I will come to wherever you are in the continental United States. This excludes Hawaii. I believe it also excludes Alaska. But anywhere else in the continental United States, I will come out there. And like I said, I can knock on your door, hand it to you, and turn around and get the fuck out. Whatever you want. Or we can have a dinner. Uh, I can sleep in your house. That'll be fun, won't it? Whatever you think is interesting or good, uh, we're happy to do it. But if you buy the $500 prize pack... To get her deck funded, I will deliver it personally. I will show up at your place, knock on your door, hand it to you. And like I said, then I can leave or whatever you want to do. Whatever you got planned. Want to have a barbecue? I'll do a barbecue. God damn it. I'm being attacked by yawns, as you know. Uh, So please go ahead and help our friend Lily fund the Neo Burlesque deck. I'm already a day late here. I cost her a day by putting this show up today instead of yesterday. Uh, I, I'm not the best person or friend. Uh, so please make up for it by make up for my one day that I fucked off and help her out. And by one day, I mean six weeks. All right. Uh, so again, I'm in the midst of toys co-op neo burlesque deck.com. Let's talk about this for just a second. Uh, first of all, I'm on cameo. If you want to hire me to do that, I don't know why you would, but you might go to cameo and find me. Um, our great friend, fearful Jesuit has been infinitely uh, patient with me. He's been very kind and nice. He reaches out, he checks on me, he sees how I'm doing. A uh, nice man. And uh, But most importantly, he has been doing incredible work on his podcast, uh, the Paranoid Strain podcast, which is available now. You know, he's I think he's five deep in the QAnon show at this point. And this is, you know, the, and I got to be honest, the last, I didn't even, the last plugs I didn't even do were, there was, because again, uh, 
my my shows were a little i had a show i did about uh my ma and it didn't feel right doing plugs and then i did a show that was just uh about a buck and a half long which is about this what this one's gonna come out to be um but yeah yeah he uh he he did those final secret societies episode with motherfucking Jim Mars who got it done. Uh that's a fantastic show. You'll hear about Robin thinking the Illuminati and look I'm already I'm five behind there. You don't want to even hear that. The point is now he's got the uh he's got the new five episode arc and I think it's going to be 10 total for the QAnon shows and they're just uh he's talking about Russia. He's got Professor Jablonski involved. Uh, check it out, guys. It, it's he's been really nice, and uh, look, I'll be fucking honest with you. At this point, he should be plugging my fucking show, because I'm sure he's he's gone through the fucking roof. And I'm as I've mentioned, uh, under four mattresses with a P. Um, but he's he's nice to pretend that there's still some sort of benefit I can give him by talking about his show on here. Uh, so I tell all of you today, even though you're already probably still listening, uh, go listen to the Paranoid Strain podcast, Bill, where you get your uh, finer podcasts, uh, and leave a review if you can, or send them a note, an email, uh, just to tell them how good the show is. Um, Yawn. As I've mentioned, he's probably, he's usurped me in your hearts and minds, and, and rightfully so, he should. Again, he does amazing work. Um, but so tell him to give me a plug on his goddamn show. Try to get some of these fucking hooded weirdos to listen to me uh <laughs> hooded weirdos is that who he has that's his, that's his audience that's his audience the hooded weirdos and you which was a film strip i saw in high school hooded weirdos and you uh our great friend fearful jesuit does the paranoid strain podcast and he does it extremely well check it out now available in the itunes store spotify and wherever you get your great podcasts check it out in addition to that, as long as you're looking for podcasts, uh, yeah, and again, this is another guy who should just be plugging me at this fucking point. Uh, our, great, our great friend David Hernandez, David Mex Hernandez, whom you know, uh, he does his podcast called the Flem Cat Podcast, P-H-L-E-G-M-C-A-T Podcast. That's three words. Uh, and then the, do I have to spell, fuck you, yawns. Do I have to spell the? Maybe I'll spell the. The, T-H-E. Uh, Flemcat podcast, and he's in there, and he's fucking, he's singing uh, about the Muna and the Juna and the Springa, and he's just cranking it out, man. He is singing and doing characters, doing amazing things, telling you tales of fishing and golfing because apparently he's Jim Nance. Uh, but check it out, man! It's an amazing show. Available also where you find your finer podcasts. Go to the iTunes store, leave a review for our good friend David. Talk about how good he is and how funny he is and how talented he is. It would be great. And you can be his friend at Facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez. Reach out to him there. Reach out and reach out. Touch that, Mex. Reach out, reach out, and just say thank you for his singing and his stuff. Uh, Yeah, man, the guy needs to hear from you. He's doing crazy, impressive stuff. So go ahead and... uh, uh, and well, you're listening. Like I said, he should be plugging me at this fucking point because what have I done besides nothing? Uh, but still, again, I'm not here to beat myself up. Why? Oh, I tell you what, I can do that on my own. I don't need a live microphone to do that. I can just sit here and tell myself what a fucking idiot I am. That's great. Uh, check out the Flemcat podcast with our friend David. Also, you know, you can hire David to do artwork for you. Reach out to him at facebook.com slash David Max Hernandez. And uh, you can check there all the artwork he's done. He's done a bunch of mechs models. He's done just a billion things. And uh, and if you want him to draw you or your dogs or paint you or do whatever the fuck, he's really good at it. And you should reach out and have him do that. That would be fantastic. 
Uh, so remember, the Paranoid Strain podcast is amazing in the iTunes store. Uh, the Flemcat podcast, also beloved. The two of them should be plugging me at this goddamn point uh, because I have, I have, you know, I I used to be a tent pole that held both of them up, and now I've just I've collapsed inward upon myself. Perhaps they will go ahead and salvage me. Wouldn't that be grand? I've collapsed not unlike an end table. Uh, the 911 end table. Let me tell you this. I will never forget that end table. <laughs> never will I forget the 911 end table. Uh, all right, man. So that's that. So, all right. We <clears throat> will there be shows going forward? Yes. Don't ask these questions. Don't be that person who's that guy. You're, well, you're not really a guy. You're someone nice. Uh, as I'm doing this show, I found out Salman Rushdie got stabbed. What the fuck, man? I, look, I'll talk. All right, in the next show, we'll talk about how crazy everything in the fucking world has gone. All right, and maybe I'll talk about movies I've seen. We'll talk about. We'll review some things. We'll, because I'm trying to pivot and figure out what the fuck to do and talk to you guys about stuff. And uh, uh, oh, you know, fuck it. I'll just tell you this because this happened to me. I can't tell you this next week because it won't be fucking real because it happened fucking yesterday. Uh, <laughs> you know, I uh, I used to drink bottled water all the time. Why? Because am I bougie, ratchet? I think so. Uh, sassy, bougie, ratchet, classy. I don't know what Megan the Stallion says, but I'm close. I'm right in the neighborhood. I would buy bottled water because when I would drive people around Uber, Uber style, uh, I would have uh, a cooler in the car. So I'd had, I had waters all night long. All night long. All night all night, I was hydrated all night long with Lionel Richie in the cars. I was, you know, I listened to, the, I shouldn't say the cars because I was in the car, but I went Lionel Richie instead. Uh, and so I would be hydrated because I would carry all of these waters with me. And then when I'd go to poker, I'd bring my cooler over there and get my balls busted by everybody. I'd be like, hey, why is water? What? So I'd drink bottles of water. And then the pandemic came and uh, the world ran out of water. I don't know if you remember that. People were dying of thirst for, for fucking miles and miles. I had to step over bodies just to go to try to find anything I could. Uh, and eventually, oh wait, can, uh, speaking of water, can you hear my squishy eye? That's my eye. It's my finger in my eye. I hope it's making a noise. All right. Uh, that's my left eye. Let's see if my right eye does it. Eh, not really. A little. All right. Now both. A concert. There's this... Uh, Squeaky eye concerto. All right. Um, I used to buy bottled water. Pandemic came. World ran out of bottled water. Ran out of bottles, ran out of water, ran out of both. So I uh, I found myself at a, at a crossroads. And I wasn't going to work out, so I didn't really need the water, but I drank water in my house. And so then I went, well, I guess, you know what, I got a sink. And I'm not one of these guys, because I know, look, I know dudes who are like fucking squicky about the sink. You know what I mean? They're like, they're like, no, thanks. Not interested. Uh, I'll, I'll drink. I mean, I won't drink out of a toilet, but I'll drink pretty much anything else. I'll drink right out of the goddamn sink. It doesn't matter to me. Like when I go to poker, all right, here's a fucking story. This true, this truly happened. Not even a story, just fucking anecdote. I went to fucking, I, I go play poker with my friends at the, at, at Chip's house and Chip has a Brita pitcher. Okay. And all these guys are like, oh, Brita. And they, you know, one of them take a water out of the Brita. And if they're not drinking whatever on the side or a Coke or a fucking, you know, mixed drink. Hey, the Brita, give me the Brita. I'll have a glass of Brita, whatever the fuck. So I keep hearing about this Brita, right? So then I'm reading the sales paper because I'm a thousand years old. I'm reading the sales paper for Ralph's, which is a local grocery store. And one week, 
Uh, it was one week when I read it there. Um, they had a fucking... Oh, I should tell you. All right, I'll tell you that in a second. Um, <laughs> so they have the Brita pictures, right? And they're there and they're on sale. And uh, and you say on sale, like how much on sale? Well, normally they're $25, right? But for some reason, this particular week, the Brita pictures were $5. $5, man. Now, I will tell you this. I get there and I go to try to find them. Uh, shaggy kid tells me they're in aisle nine. I go down there. I'm like, oh, they're not here. But wait a minute. There they are. This kid knew where the Brita pictures were, shockingly. But the, here's where they get you. I didn't realize this. You know, you got to buy you got to buy the Brita picture. And uh, comes the filter. You got to replace that filter. Like regularly. So you're not you're not just buying a fucking picture. You're making an investment in Brita forever, which just seems stupid, right? But at the same time, five bucks from 25 bucks, I'm going to say 40 bucks if I buy two pictures. And that's exactly what I do. I buy two pictures. And in my brain, I'm like, well, if I get like single usage out of these with the one filter, that would be fine. I, maybe I don't go spend money on any more filters. Uh, but I'm just happy to be in the Brita Club because here's what I was doing. Like I said, I wasn't buying bottled water. But at my house for the past two years, I have like big gulp cups. I have, I have a Gene Simmons and a Paul Stanley, each two separate big gulp cups. And now I have a souvenir cup from seeing Batman. I have a Batman cup. So I rotate them. One week, it's Paul Stanley. One week, it's Gene Simmons. One week, it's Batman. Not unlike my when I was 10 years old. Hey, man, I love Batman. Wait, I love Kiss. So I've got these cups to drink. And so over the pandemic, I'm, I drink ice water in my house all the time. I put 10 cubes of ice in a big gulp cup, and I fill it with cold water from the tap. And uh, let me tell you something. Uh, I'm sated. I'm fine. I'm hydrated. Everything's good. I'm drinking the water. And I think to myself, you know what? I don't need to buy any more fucking bottled water ever again. Uh, oh, and I didn't tell you this part. I deviated. I buy the Brita pictures, right? And I get them to my house and I take a photo of them. I'm so excited. I take a photo of the Brita pictures and I send it to my poker uh, chat, my poker round table. And I'm like, look who's in the Brita club. And the first text I get back is from uh, my friend, Pat. And he just goes, Brita fucking sucks. It's all about crystal clear or some, I don't some other brand name. And, uh, and nobody else chimes in. Nobody else says, Hey Pat, what the fuck, man? It's just radio silence. So I, I'm right. And I go, I thought fucking, I thought you all loved Brita. And, uh, and everybody's like, no, Chip loves Brita. And he, that's what he has in his eye. But you know, crystal clear is the way to go or whatever. And I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. I just wasted 10 bucks. I wasted 10 bucks because I don't, I don't give a fuck about drinking fucking water out of the tap and with ice. But I thought, cause again, I don't know what it does because here's the bottom line. I thought the Brita would save me from dust because my house is dusty. Okay. Like I'll drink water out of my big gulp cup and it'll be almost chalky on the first sip. Uh, if I let it sit, you know, if I, if, you know, if I fill it and I put cubes of, of ice in it, it's fine. It's water. But then it almost gets chalky about halfway down the cup because my house for some reason is so fucking dusty. You can, you can actually put your finger in to the cup and swipe up and leave a finger track. And I don't know if that's like chlorine in the water. I don't know if that's fucking fluoride. I don't know. I don't know. Look, I listen to, you know what? Jesuits podcast should do a fucking segment on the water at my house. I don't know what the fuck it is. Okay, but I will tell you that every morning when I wake up, I look into the cup and uh, because there'll be water left over and there'll be some grit in the bottom of my cup. And I don't know where the fuck again. I don't know what that's coming from. I don't know if it's some fucking sediment. I I don't know. 
but I just all I can think of is that's in my lungs. So if I get the Brita, it's not in my lungs. But then I get the Brita, and the first thing I hear is "fuck Brita," and I'm like, "Wait, what the fuck?" So I'm not kidding. Like a like a fucking scolded child, I put the Britas in my cabinet on the top shelf. I haven't even taken them out of the plastic. I haven't even taken them out of their packaging because I'm so disappointed in the fact that I invested money in a loser that I sunk my money in the in the in this in this the, the liquid market crash of 2022. I saw my investment plummet. I'm going to jump out a fucking window and sell an apple. God damn it. Uh, so, so I got whatever cups of water. I'm fine. I'm like, I drink cups of water all the time, but here's my strategy because also, uh, I grew up poor. You're going to laugh at me, but it's true. Uh, I grew up poor. So I do things differently sometimes. Like I'll buy eight bottles of shampoo just in case I run out of money. So I'll know that for the fucking next six months, I'll have clean hair. Isn't that strange? Yes, but it's embedded in my DNA because I was a poor guy. I will use my deodorant down to the bones. And I, I don't care. I'm just, I, you'll, I'll be putting it on and you'll be here going <laughs> like the plastic's gouging into my skin. But I'm going to get the last bit of that speed stick out of there. Why? Because I am goddamn poor. So poor. So uh, I'm like, it's just, and again, I'm not even really that poor. I'm not as poor as poor now as I was when I was a kid, but I'm still, you know, you're, you're still, you don't want to waste any money. So I try to do what I can to stretch it out. Now, am I one of these fuck bags who, uh, who saves his little soaps and then crunches them together into a bar of soap? Yes, I am. I am that fuck bag. I was for a while. Especially during the pandemic, I was saving all my soaps, saving all my soaps for you. And I, and I would crunch them together. I'd get them wet and you squeeze them in your fist like uh, like Spider-Man or not Spider-Man, Superman turning coal into a diamond. I'm turning soap into more soap. Uh, it's got to be the same flavor soap. You can't crush an Irish spring into a fucking uh, a bar from Kiehl's. Yeah, I'm not making mutant hybrid soap. All right, I'm making regular... More, I'm just making more zests, okay? You can't do this with the good soap. With the, with the fucking fly-by-night soap, go ahead. So uh, I did that to the pandemic, and then all of a sudden I was like, I, I made a conscious decision. I go, you know what? Fuck this. I'm not doing it. <laughs> You're going to laugh. But I, so I don't, I don't make my squishy soaps anymore. I don't make the, the Frankenstein soap. However, I also can't bring myself to throw away the little wafers of soap. So I throw them in a bowl. I have a bowl in my cabinet uh, where I keep my uh, toiletries, not my fucking kitchen cabinet. But it's like it's a it's a it's a, it's a bowl and it's got to have, I don't know, 25 fucking mutant little baby soaps like that I've used and gone down to the nub and uh, like a little, you know, it looks like a little boogie board, like a little sil- a little soapy boogie board. And I got I got to have 20 of those in the fucking bowl now because I can't bring myself to throw them away. And then I thought to myself, well, maybe there's a way to give these away. And then I thought, wonder if I could donate these to the homeless. I, I really had that thought. I'm like, what if the homeless would take these soaps? And then I thought, you fucking psychopath. Like a, contain, a package of soap is four dollars. Go buy the homeless real soap. Don't give them shit. You've been rubbing on your balls for the past fucking six weeks. What the fuck is wrong with you, man? But I genuinely at first, because I thought it was a good hearted, nice thing to do. I'm like, here we go, baby. But it was just as it was just as disillusioning as the Brita campaign that I had to endure. I realized, oh, man, what are you doing? You're going to give people fucking used soap. 
But I thought maybe they could boil it down Fight Club style and turn it into different soap. I don't fucking know. What do I know? And also, look, let's be honest, homeless. You're fucking sleeping in a goddamn gutter. You got a pillow for a puddle or a puddle for a pillow. Are you really in any shape to turn down my offer of a goddamn credit card of soap? I don't think you are. Take this and get clean. Or at least part of you, Solomon Grundy. Um, so, uh, but I have, so I have the bowl. I should post a photo of it. You'll laugh uproariously. All right, I have a bunch of soaps. I have tiny soaps, is my point. So as a poor person, uh, that's the kind of thing I do. Like, I, I will... I will turn my fucking shampoo bottles upside down to get every drop. I will turn my facial cleanser upside down to get every drop. I just, it's just, it's ingrained inside of me. Uh, so it's the same way with my water. Like if I drink water, you know, I, I drink water all fucking day. I got it in this fucking big gulp cup. And, uh, and then by the end, say I go to bed at night or at eight in the morning, like I have been doing. And you go to bed super late. Uh, and I haven't finished my water yet. So here's the thing. I could dump that water down the sink, right? Couldn't I? I probably could. But here's what I do, because I'm fucking weird. I go, all right, I'm going to put this cup on the countertop. Because in the morning, I take uh, I take a vitamin supplement. I take a multivitamin and I take a biotin. And I'm like, all right, I'll just take that and I'll use this water. Like, I'll drink last night's water. Cause it's just like two gulps to knock down the vitamins. I go and then I'll dump it out and then I'll put, I'll make some fresh water. And you're thinking to yourself, well, why don't you just make some fresh water? I don't know. Cause I punish myself. I don't know. Cause I'm poor maybe. And I can't go to the bank and buy more money. So I, uh, I often have a cup that has like fucking, you know, a third of, of a, it's a, a third filled with water. It's a big gulp cup, so that's still a decent amount of water, but it might be a, a quarter full, whatever. But I leave it on the countertop, and in the morning I get up, I get the, you know, I take a shower, brush my teeth, whatever, then I get the vitamins, I bang it back, and then I start my day with some fresh waters. Uh, so yesterday I, I wake up, and I will tell you, so again, the danger of that is, like I said, dust gets in the cup. You can literally swipe. I get, you know, like you know how you some asshole will go by your car if you haven't washed it. It'll be right. Wash me on the window. You could literally wash me on the inside of this cup from whatever mystery powder is floating around in the goddamn California reservoir. So yesterday, I wake up, and uh, again, I'm very busy. It's a Thursday. I have to get very busy uh, pretending I'm going to do a show that day and hating myself when I don't. And so I go into the kitchen and I'm like, all right, you know, I'm, well, I'm going to take some vitamins clearly after I take my shower. It's Thursday, so I got to shave. It's a shaving day. I shave Mondays and Thursdays. Uh, I, I maintain my sanity by having certain things that I do certain fucking days. So I take a shower. I shave. Uh, also, I got a Twitch stream. Oh, I got to tell you about that. Well, I'll tell you in a second. Uh, well, fine, I'll just tell you now. You know, I Twitch stream every day. And you're like, hey, fuckhead, why aren't you doing a podcast? I know. I know. But I still Twitch stream every day. And people come and watch me. Uh, like the lovely and talented Murph and our great friend Jason, our friend Scott and Luna Copernicus. There's so many fun people on Twitch who come and watch me go ahead and stream. And, uh, and it makes me very happy. So you can check me out at twitch.tv slash the 40-year-old boy. It's the 40-year-old boy's uh, Twitch channel. The super angry guy, Gene, happy, good time, twitching arm that's never just an hour. Tune in. I've been doing cowboy shit for a whole fucking year. Uh, eight months. And then uh, in addition to doing that, I'm, I'm completing the story. I'm trying to get all the neckerchiefs I could possibly get. Oh, man, I want to shoot the cougars. I want to do all that. Oh, I'll tell you. All right. Guess what I did? Here's what I did the other day. This was fucking terrible. 
I'm on Twitch. Maybe this will get you to tune in. I don't fucking know. I'm on Twitch. And, uh, well, all right, fuck. Before we do that, I, I will all right, let me write that down so I can't forget it. We're spinning off a lot here. So I'll tell you about Twitch in a second. Um, so I wake up yesterday and I take a shower and I, you know, my chopper, I, I brush my teeth before the shower because then I put mouthwash in my mouth and I, I rinse my mouth while I'm, I'm washing my hair. You don't care about my shower routine. Other than the fact that I, I save baby soaps, baby soaps, do 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 do, baby soaps, do 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 do, baby soaps, do 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 do, baby soaps. Uh, and I come into the kitchen, and uh, I grab my cup of water, and I I grab you know the vitamins, and I and I drink, and uh, it's it's extra chalky for some reason. I'm wondering if it's because I had new blinds put, and I'm like, all right, is there some sort of residue? But then I swallow, and then like. Uh, you, ha- I have to, I, I, I put it in the vitamins in my mouth and then I take a big gulp of water and then I have to take a back, a, a gulp to back it. You know what I mean? It was like a pickleback. Like you just got to fake a, t- a second big gulp to clear your throat and get the fucking vitamins down because even though you've just brushed your teeth and your mouth might be moist, vitamins will stick and the, the multivitamin is kind of a horse pill, whatever the fuck. So uh, I grab the, I pop out the vitamin and as also, I'll tell you this, because again, you must know everything about me. I open the fucking uh, multivitamin and you know, I shake it out. And uh, I have to shake one out. If two come out, I, they go back into the jar. And I have to reshake it. And then I have to dump one out. Because obviously those two were friends. Uh, if two vitamins come out of the jar, they're friends. They go back into the jar. And then we shake it up again. And we do the shake again until one vitamin comes out. Same thing with the biotin. If anybody comes out with another, with a pal, I can't eat that because I'm only eating one. And I don't want to break up a friendship. So the vitamins go back into the jar. <laughs> So yesterday I shake out some vitamins and I get them in my hand and I throw, I toss them back and I drink the water extra chalky. I didn't like it. I'm like, ugh. and the vitamin, it feels like the biotin is caught in my throat. And it's like, and I'm like, I'm trying to swallow it and I drink a little more water even. And it doesn't, it's caught right in the center of my throat, the fucking biotin. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Like, how is this dry and not going down? So I'm like, I'm like, <coughs> and I started to do that number. And I'm doing a lot of him and nothing's happening. And I'm like, this is fucking bananas. And, and so I, then I have to full blown, like, you know, <clears throat> like cough, coughing out. So I'm in the kitchen and, uh, I, it's weird. It's like the, cause I can feel the vitamin trying to dislodge, you know what I mean? But I can't get it even as much water as I pour down there. It's not fucking, it's not going down my throat and it's kind of caught in my throat. It's just like nasty. And I'm like, all right, get, I'll fucking take another biotin. Cause then I'm like, did this biotin have a friend in the jar? He didn't want to fucking leave. Regardless, I go, I'm like, <coughs> I couldn't get it to go down. And so I was like, <coughs> and I coughed up and, uh, I dislodged it and it came out of my throat and landed on the countertop. It wasn't the biotin pill and it, uh, it wasn't the multivitamin. I, uh, I had drank my water that had been sitting there overnight and I, I drank my, uh, vitamins. And, uh, I also happened to, uh, I drank, uh, like I said, mouthfuls and mouthfuls. And when I coughed up, a spider came flying out of my mouth there. He had somehow, and he was just little, just a little guy. He wasn't big and he wasn't furry like a wolf spider. He was thin. He, but he, but he was, he was a fucking spider. 
And when I, cause when I drank, it got caught in my throat and I couldn't get it down and I couldn't figure out why. Well, it's because it's a fucking spider. It's not a goddamn vitamin pill. So I cough. <coughs> he come, he flies out of my throat and lands on the countertop. And, and I'm like, what the fuck? And then dudes, dudes, I, cause he's all curled up. Like I see him, I look and I'm like, is that yarn? And then I see that it's, I clearly see it's a spider and his fucking legs are all curled up. And then I'm not fucking kidding. His legs start to fucking fall and disassemble and he flips himself over and he starts to walk. This motherfucker was alive. This dude was, he fell into my cup, he climbed in my cup, whatever the fuck, and he waited all morning to escape, found himself in the fucking moist recesses of my goddamn trachea, and then got launched onto a countertop like someone being saved from a shipwreck. He laid on his back with his legs all curled the fuck up, and then all of a sudden they just kind of fell one by 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 one, and then he flipped over and kind of just like, Walked sideways on the fucking countertop, dude. I coughed up a living spider. He stayed alive through that whole fucking adventure. And I'm like, what the fuck? So, uh, I, I, I look, I didn't freak out, but I was just like, I literally was like, what the fuck? And so he starts to walk and I don't, on, on my countertop, I have a museum of kitchen appliances that I've never used. I have an air fryer I've never used. I have an instant pot I've used twice. I've got a Vitamix I barely use. I've had that forever. I got a toaster that I use all the fucking time. And he's heading for the bottom of the toaster. And I'm like, all right, no, fuck you. You're not about to get purchased with crumbs and shit like that. So I go ahead and I I open the cabinet real quick and I grab a coffee mug and I put it on top of him. And uh, and then I get a piece of paper and I I slide it underneath and kind of like jimmy it. And then I flip it over and now he's in the coffee cup. And I take him outside. And I dump him out in the garden. And by the garden, I just mean the landscaping. There's no fucking someone was growing tomatoes or some bullshit. But I mean, it's just it's just, you know, greenery, foliage, whatever the fuck. Um, But dudes, I, again, used to a chalky. I'm used to a chalky hit in the morning with my old water. Uh, I didn't realize I was going to get extra protein in the shape of a goddamn fucking daddy short legs who went right into my fucking trachea. And when I felt it, remember I told you it was in there and I could feel it trying to dislodge. I was like, because I was uh, uh, that's him moving. I had a live spider in my fucking throat. I'm, I'm glad he didn't fucking cling to my uvula and make a fucking throat web. God damn it. But I put him outside and then in my, I came inside the house and I was just like, I was fucking horrified, of course. I got, now I got to brush my teeth again and all that and fucking put, use more mouthwash. Uh, and I got to wash my cup. But at the same time, I'm laughing because in my brain, I'm just like, all right, that dude is now, he's now he's out in the fucking wild or whatever the fuck. And he's going to run into another spider. And that spider is going to be like, Hey man, I've never seen you around here. And he's gonna be like, yeah, I'm more of an indoor spider. He's like, oh, well, how come you're not inside? And he's going to go, dude, you won't believe the fucking story I have for you. So while I'm telling you this story on this podcast out there somewhere, Boris, the fucking spider is telling his story on some spidery podcast and he's fucking holding there and everybody's terrified because they're like, holy shit, you went into the fucking mouth of the whale and you survived. And I'm here to tell you, because I'm terrified of a tiny bug who was in my goddamn throat. But him, he was in my, he could have gone down. He could have been in my guts. He's telling that story and fucking dining out forever. That spider's never going to have to pay for a fucking banana or a fly ever again. (laughs) Oh, dude, I had a spider in my throat. It was fucking gross. So I play Twitch every day. You should visit it. Twitch.tv slash the 40-year-old boy. And uh, if you check it out, you'll see me being a cowboy. Well, 
part of being a cowboy is finding vegetables and also killing legendary animals. And uh, th- this happened to me the other day, and I, I <laughs> maybe it will explain something to you. I don't know, but I'll, I'll just tell you what happened. I was playing Twitch, and I had to hunt legendary cougar. Now, let me tell you, in this game, the cougars are, quite frankly, the they're terrifying. There's three animals that are vicious, the cougar, the bear, the panther. Uh, in the criminal justice system, there are three animals that are vicious. <laughs> Law and order, uh, Z-O-O. Uh, so I'm, I'm out there hunting, right? I got to find legendary cougar and then I have to kill him. Now here's the deal. Cougars will attack you like legendary pronghorn. He just runs around in circles till you fucking kill him or he hides behind a mountain. You never find him. That fucking happened to me too. But legendary cougar, if he sees you, he's going to fuck you up. So the goal is to be far away with a fucking scope rifle and to take him the fuck out. But I was talking to a guy in the stream and he's like, the best thing to do is take your shotgun with like explosive shells and then you'll you'll blow them the fuck away and i'm like all right so i do that i take the shotgun with the explosive shells and i sneak up on legendary cougar and then uh he sees me and as he sees me i try to there's a thing called dead eye where you slow everything down well the thing is you slow it down but the cougar is still super fast even in the slowed down time and he's zigging and fucking zagging so i see him he sees me he comes for me i hit the dead eye and he starts zigging around and I grab the shotgun in slow motion. And by the time I go, I shoot him once and it kind of knocks him for a loop. And then the dead eye ends. And then I try to grab it again. But instead, in my haste, I go to grab a second rifle that I brought with me, which was dumb. Instead of getting rid of the fucking shotgun, I should have just used it. But for some, because of my thumbs were flailing because I knew he was going to attack me, I, I flustered. And sure enough, as I go for the other rifle, the cougar gets up and he just fucking mauls me, jumps right on my shoulders and bites my throat out, fucks me up, leaves me dead. Brutal. And I'm settling in now because I'm like, well, this is going to be a long fucking hunt because now I have to leave. You can't, you don't get a second chance of killing him right away because he's a legendary animal. He only spawns at certain times. This is video game talk. If you watch the channel, you'll fucking understand it. So I am like, all right, well, I got to go now and do another fucking thing and sleep and camp at the tent to to spawn legendary cougar, whatever the fuck. So I wind up doing it and I go back and I'm like, I'm going to use my scopey rifle. No, no fucking shotgun, no shells. I'm not getting close to this fucking thing. I'm going to try to take it out from distance. So I sneak into his territory. I I find fur. I find dung. I find a carcass. All these things he's that tell me where he's going to be. And then I see him in the distance. And he's in the distance. Like, he doesn't see me. He hasn't even seen me yet. And I've got my scopey rifle, right? And uh, and people are watching. They're watching live on the broadcast. I'm there, so everybody's rooting for me to kill Legendary Cougar. And uh, I've got the I've got the rifle in my hands. And I, I fucking pull it in. I get him. And I dead-eye him. And then I shoot him right in the fucking head. And, uh, but it doesn't kill him. And then I shoot him twice more. Like, I shoot him in the head and his head rears back. And then I shoot him twice more. And he goes down. And and so it was like just like a fucking surgical clean kill from distance. He didn't even bother me. He never even saw me. The dude, I put his fucking lights out. He had no idea what happened. So he's dead, right? So the dead eye ends. And I'm just like, yeah, fuck yeah. And I, I'm, I, and people are like, woohoo in the stream. And I, uh, guys, this, this happened. I wish it hadn't. But I'm going to tell you exactly what happened. I killed legendary cougar and he fucking was laid out 
and I have to go skin him and take his pelt, but I'm celebrating. I'm like, yeah, take that. Woo. And this is what, what I said. I'm not even joking. I went, take that. And I said a word that you're not supposed to say anymore. Now, look, you were probably never supposed to say it. It's a, but it's a word I used a lot as a kid. Uh, and now your you guys are like, all right, because look, there's three words it could be. I will tell you this. It's not the worst word. Okay. I'll tell you this. It's not uh, the least offensive word, in my opinion. <laughs> I don't, and I, like, I don't know. I can't judge. Uh, it was a terrible thing to say. I said, here's what I said. I said, take that F word. If you know what I mean. Uh, and I'm, it flew out of my mouth. I haven't, and I haven't said that even cause like I told you, it's one of those things where we used to say it on never not funny. I said it all the time as a kid. Cause it was just a dumb, silly word to say. It was never meant in a hateful way, but my thinking has evolved clearly as everyone else, because if, if it hurts one person, it's not to be said. My goal is never to upset anyone or make them sad or hurt them. Uh, I'm trying to be funny, make people laugh. So for what, at what was a moment of great joy for that word to leap out of my mouth in such a fashion? I, I, I'm not joking. I went back and looked at the clip cause it's recording and stuff. And I look back and I look like I got shot. Like the cougar got shot. I mean, I literally was like, <gasps> like I gasped and I even said, and people are watching me. They're watching me live. And I even said, I go, man, what the fuck? That was wrong. How the fuck did that come out? And I genuinely, I, cause I, it's not, it's not in my lexicon anymore. You know what I mean? But it, but it's a dumb, silly thing to say that you would say if you block somebody's shot in basketball or whatever the fuck when you were kids. Uh, and then we did it all the time on, on never done funny. Cause it was just dumb to say. Uh, but, but obviously times have changed and it's not something you, it's nothing I don't, it's nothing I want to say because I don't want anybody to be sad. Uh, and it's just wrong. It's not my fucking place. So for it to come bolt, that was the thing. So I was like, it happened when I was happy. Like I said, it was at a moment of like, ha ha. Yeah. And so I, I said to people on the stream, I go, look, I go, I have to leave for like five minutes and, and kind of take stock of the situation. And they were very nice. And I left and I, and truthfully, something I had to do was I had to delete the stream from the Twitch platform, because if anyone had clipped it, if anyone had saved a clip of me saying that and shown it to Twitch, uh, I would be deplatformed and I wouldn't be allowed on there anymore. And rightfully so. It's hate speech. I totally get it. Uh, no matter how I meant it, no matter how silly it was or whatever the fuck, it, it's just not the thing to do. It's it's wrong. And it, so I deleted the, 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 that video and I, you know, five minutes later I came back and I started a new video and I apologized, you know, I let people know that it's, you know, clearly this was wrong and it's not something I do. And, and, um, I, if anyone who took offense, I greatly apologize and, and I totally understand. And, uh, I, un, I unreservedly tell you that that was a mistake and it won't happen again. And I'm whatever. I apologize on the show and people were very kind to me. And it's funny, the people who watch me on Twitch, obviously they, they like me because they're very nice and they were very comforting. They're like, Oh no, Mike, we, we know who you are. We know you didn't mean it. And, and I'm like, I, I understand that, but it's not, 
<clears throat> I don't need to be comforted, you know, or absolved at this point. I need to just say, I'm sorry, you know, cause I didn't want people to, cause people are very forgiving and they're very nice and they will give me a wide berth and that didn't deserve a wide berth. I mean, clearly I didn't mean it the way it sounded and it was a complete ridiculous out of nowhere fucking accident that I can't explain, but that happened Friday. So a week ago and, uh, and I, I thought I, I thought about it on the Saturday, the next Saturday, and I got sick. Like I thought about it all week. I've thought about it the entire time here. And in, cause in my brain, I was like, I, I make a living quote unquote, extemporaneously speaking, whether it's here to you guys or whether it's on Twitch or as a guest on someone else's show, any of that. And if, and if that, if that is lurking, <laughs> And, and, you know, it made me question myself even further than I look. I didn't need any more excuses to fucking question myself, but it made me go, what am I doing here? Like, what is that? A, is that something I need to fucking worry about? Because, again, I don't you know, I just talk like I don't I don't think clearly. <laughs> uh, and so I didn't want like in my brain. I'm like, is this a thing I'm going to have to deal with that? I, I don't think it is. Uh, but I'm just telling you that it fucking it. It knocked my dick in the dirt for the whole fucking weekend. Like I was really, cause you know what? The stream was fun and killing the cougar was like a fucking celebration. It was awesome. I've been, I was, the cougars are so hard to kill and, and it was a legendary one. And I tainted it with, with that moment. And then I was mad because the stream had been fun and funny up to that point. And, uh, and now it was ruined. And again, even though people were kind and nice and they've come back and they watched me all this week, like in the back of my head, I'm in like, do these people think badly of me? Do they think differently of me now? I hope not. You know, I'll understand it, I suppose. Um, but, but even if there was one, because again, you get, there are people who know me watching, but then there are people who aren't, they don't know me watching. And if, if one person tuned in and saw me say that and thought that's who I was, I'd be fucking sick. So it's been a lot of fucking that this week where I've been in my own head and going, well, you know, if you can't talk of, without that happening. And it's like, well, I've, I've done it pretty safely by myself for the past fucking 13 years on this show. Uh, so I've, I'm, I'm good. It was just it was just the thinking of why that would happen in that moment was fucking it was. I was, I was in repose all week, just going, man, how the fuck? Because uh, if, if that leaps out in a moment of great joy, that's not good. That's not good. I mean, it shouldn't be leaping out at all, period. And maybe at a period of great joy is better than if I was shouting it at somebody in a convenience store, certainly. But I was like, man, oh, fucking man, this isn't good. And so uh, so I've been in my head a little bit about that this week. And you don't give a fuck about that. You don't care. You're just like, Mike, podcast. Be a podcasting cyborg. Just come out and do stuff. Cough up a spider. Swallow a goddamn spider. Say the F word. This is who you are as a guy. This is what we need in our lives. Stabbing yourself with a fruit fork. All that shit you said earlier was great. And we don't give a fuck about you and all your fucking hesitations and your weariness. No one cares about your weary. Oh, he's weary. And woman does get weary. Is that a song, right? I think so. That's in my brain. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. All right. So uh, that happened, man. And it won't I, It won't happen, I don't think. I don't. If, I, if it does, I'll have to end the podcast. I'll be like, oh, guys, I'll be back in five minutes. Um, although now that I think about it, if I did it on the podcast, I guess I could just kind of stop the podcast and, uh, and erase it. Right. Couldn't I do that? And also, but the worst part now is now you guys are thinking to yourselves, wait a minute, 
What if he said it a hundred times on this show and we wouldn't even know because he's editing the goddamn thing? Well, I can assure you, I have not said it. Not even once, let alone a hundred times. Uh, but you're welcome to think whatever you'd like. You know what? I, I like that mystery. I like you guys. Well, I don't like that kind of mystery, actually. Hey, is this guy a, t- a total hateful douchebag or not? That's not much of a mystery. That's more of a, Jesus, do we hate this guy or not? Uh, and I can understand whatever you want to do. If you want to hate me or not hate me, I can guess I'm on board with